Sports Talk Streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? Friday, June 23rd, 2023. I've been married 22 years as of today. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Or happy birthday to my marriage. Happy anniversary to my lovely wife. Uh, the Monty Show, as always, is presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Hands down, and they never ask you to reach in your pocket, ever. You don't pay the advocates a penny. You only pay them when they win your case. So you can chat with an attorney right now for free online, theadvocates.com. Good to be back with you in full effect. It's very interesting. Um, Yesterday, we did an NBA draft extravaganza, and I do believe the world stopped spinning And people are like, I can't believe you're not going to talk about how bad the Pac-12 is, Monty. Come on. Let's go, sugar tits. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) One day. You can't live one day without as the Pac-12 burns. Uh, it's, It's amazing to me. Since we're giving it to you today, please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Tell a friend, bring your mom. It's all good. She'll think I'm hot too. And without further ado, let's get to work on As the Pac-12 Burns. Very interesting story today. And it seems like Apple over the last four or five days has really come back into a prevalent place in the Pac-12 TV deal. Wednesday, we started talking to our sources about it. It was interesting today. We got a lot of return on that investment on our time Wednesday. And I can only tell you straight away, that the lies in the spin that come out about Apple TV and this exclusivity and listen, today I, I want to make sure that we get this right because it has never been said on this show that Apple TV has everything on everything they do. They, they're the only MLS outlet. Well, that's actually not the case. Fox occasionally, very occasionally gets an MLS game. I believe they have 15 a year. They, Apple TV also has the MLB package, but that's a Friday night game of the week. The thing I think you have to look at is the position that Apple TV is in. And here's the truth, separated from lies. Apple does not do professional sports all in very well. They have not, at least to this point. They have struggled with MLS, and I know that I tweeted about this earlier today, and Twitter lost its mind saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. Here are the facts of the case. It has been an abject failure for MLS to be all in with Apple TV. And they are essentially all in with Apple TV. I get it. Fox gets a a handful of games. But what is the reality of the MLS TV deal? It's Apple TV, right? There are some free games. There are some Apple TV exclusives. Totally understand it. But if it's doing so well as about five diehard MLS fans said on Twitter today, explain to me why Apple TV and MLS do not release TV numbers. Explain to me why we are not celebrating the great exponential reach of Apple TV Um. for MLS. Well, because their reach shrank and the subscription numbers have not risen to the level that Apple TV was expecting. And it's a real problem for MLS. So the truth about Apple is, 
Apple is an unproven distribution partner in the sports world. The other part of this that you have to remember, I had a conversation late this afternoon before the show with a really well-placed source in the Pac-12 who pointed something out that I think a lot of people forget. Apple TV does not produce games. Apple TV is not in the TV production business. They are in the TV streaming business. And what that means is, if you're the, the Pac-12, and let's put the number at 30 million, because that's the number we've heard that all of a sudden it's $30 million and okay, great. It's $30 million, but if it's 200 something thousand dollars a game to produce, how much of that is, a, I mean, you're looking at $30 million minus what? If you play nine conference games, if you play, you know, eight conference games and three out of conference, like whatever your schedule mix turns out to be down the road, right? You're looking at probably two, $3 million a year per team just in television production costs. Maintenance, you got to remember, hey, sure, you have Pac-12 networks, they produce games. No problem, right? But you got to remember they have equipment, they have equipment maintenance, equipment upkeep. That does not include, that's just hardware cost. And this source at the Pac-12 who called me this afternoon made a really good point. We have not talked about the fact that we have a TV production problem in the Pac-12. The quality of TV production is not always at its finest in the Pac-12, which I think as Pac-12 fans, we all know that. Watching Pac-12 programming across Pac-12 networks can be adventurous. And oh, by the way, let's not forget the Pac-12 shut down their headquarters in San Francisco. They are going to a production company model. So if you go with Apple TV, it's an expensive endeavor to produce games. And frankly, for my money, I think it's a real problem. Because if you're the Pac-12, Jake, and I'm not trying to make too much out of this. And again, not to keep telling you what my sources told me. This particular person pretty high up the food chain in the Pac-12 made another really good point today. Hey, if it's a step down, we're, we can't do it because the little guys in this conference that are always forgotten you know. and overlooked, according to my source, cannot afford to take a step back at all financially, Jake. That's why I say I don't know that Apple TV is a real option for this conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's always been a, a measurement here of plus and minus with Apple TV. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's widely accepted that Apple TV, if you partner with them, are going to dominate your distribution. I mean, you know, whether we want to say that, you know, uh, another outlet, ESPN, as an example, is going to get a couple games a year or five games a year, whatever the number winds up being, right? Like, Apple TV is going to be the home for the majority of Pac-12, you know, football, basketball, whatever it winds up being. And, and, I, and I look at this and I say, yeah, there, there are costs of doing business. And, and unfortunately, uh, this is what happens when you don't, uh, you know, partner with an ESPN or a Fox or, or, or an outlet that, that packages that distribution into the deal. So now that's you only, have to pay. That's only in business to be the very top of their profession. Yeah, because that's the that's the real difference as a fan watching sports, right? I mean yes. hell yeah. I mean you see with golf might be one of the best examples, right? If you're big if you're an avid golf watcher, you know the experience. You know what it is when it's on CBS versus when it's on NBC. Right? I know I know what it is when when you know the NHL jumped to ESPN. I know for a fact that with baseball, I'm not a Matt Vaskersian guy. I'm not going to watch that game because I don't enjoy listening to Buddy. Yeah. Like, you know, as a sports fan, that's 
what it is. So with football, it's like, yeah, man, like uh, I want a certain kind of graphic. I want a certain feel. I want a certain voice. Like it's I need, a, I need a conundrum. director who understands camera angles yeah. and timing. And, and I'm not saying that's a consistent problem in the Pac-12. But when you downsize your, your network, which is what they did in the Pac-12, they closed their San Francisco offices. They are moving to the East Bay, uh, down the street from where we used to live in mm -hmm. San Francisco. We know it well. I think when you look at the Pac-12 and you look at situations like Fox last year with the Utah game, they didn't send their announcers on site. They had no idea Cam Rising was not playing in that game. They had no idea that he was out. Because their their play by play um, team was back in a Los Angeles studio, and it it makes it makes it very difficult to produce those games at a high level. That to me is a shot over the bow. Because the other thing that concerns you is if the Pac-12 is producing these games, where are they going to cut corners to save money? <coughs> because all of these all of these these, I mean, there are very few universities in this conference that are making money hand over fist. Mm -hmm. There are there are very few, and that that's a real concern. And and I agree with their move to to the technical name is San Ramon, California, the East Bay. I agree with their move to the East Bay. It saves them money. They don't need not. I think they had nine satellite feeds every single Saturday. You don't need that. You, like it needs to be the Pac-12 network. Pac-12 networks is because they put out eight nine feeds. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Do you know how much. And I think people don't think about this. Do you understand the cost of just satellite time to distribute a, a, a football game? Um, like it's not a cheap endeavor to produce these games. And when you own your own equipment, you are constantly behind the, the technology curve. I'm just telling you, this thing with Apple TV is not as cut and dry as people make it out to be. And I also think the other big issue that we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, Jake, is how many of these Pac-12 presidents will sign a grant of rights if it's just 95% Apple TV streaming. Yeah, I mean, that's the tough part. I think that, you know, the, they're, the, the schools that are at the top of the conference are not going to sign a deal that's 95% Apple. They're, they're not going to do that. And, and I can't say that I blame them. I mean, again, schools at the top of the Pac-12 would obviously be, would be Oregon, Washington. I'd even throw Utah into that, into that group. Uh, those schools, I'm not so sure, specifically Oregon and Washington, are definitely not signing a, a deal that's, you know, 90% plus uh, Apple. They're, they're not doing that, and that's because they know that they could get to another conference or they can get to another opportunity that pays them more money and puts them on more TVs. They, they just know that. And, and I think that's the other side of the, the Apple conundrum. It's like, all right, cool, yeah, there are millions of iPhones and Apple products in the world, but just because I have a car doesn't mean I'm going to drive it fast. Just because I have, you know, an iPhone 13 Pro Max with a one terabyte storage doesn't mean that I'm hot to trot to watch Washington State or Oregon State or certain products in the Pac-12, you know? And, and I think that's the thing that, that, that Apple and the MLS are running from, which is why we don't see their numbers, right? That's why the numbers don't get put out, because it, they would not be kind to the brand, which is why... I think MLS was so hardcore after Lionel Messi because they said, okay, if we can go and get Lionel, that should help our deal with Apple. That should help us drive numbers. And so my question is, is if you get the Pac-12 and whatever that, that looks like, it's eight teams or, you know, what, whatever it winds up being, 
if you get that conference on Apple, what is the draw? Why? Why? Because you don't have your Lionel Messi, if you will. You don't have Alabama. You don't have Oregon and Washington to lean on. And that's what I think ultimately is the undoing of the Apple situation. I mean, I mean you can have production costs and, and these different P&L line item issues. Absolutely, those are problems. But if you don't have a need, if you don't have a thing to bring eyeballs, I'm just not sure that you can be successful. But I think Lionel Messi is a really interesting example for Apple TV in, in this conundrum MLS finds itself in with reach. If you're inter Miami and Lionel Messi signs with you, do you know how much money you're not making on your local TV deal? Um, do you know how much money you're not making in the ability to distribute your own content? Man, that is a kick in the balls. And yeah. I think it is, it's it's really, a, it's, it's a, I mean, you look at the Las Vegas Golden Knights, how much money did they just make on their new local TV deal with Ion Scripts? They just won the Stanley Cup. And now, for those of you who don't know, the Las Vegas Golden Knights announced a new regional TV deal with Ion Scripts that will put them in Nevada, Utah, and Idaho, I believe. And that's all inventory that they own that they sell with Ion Scripts. I'm for real. You just won the Stanley Cup. You just started a new TV deal. Like, it's a windfall of cash. So I go back to somebody like Inter. I go back to somebody like the, the, the Pac-12 deal with Apple TV. My biggest concern for the Pac-12 is how much money are you not going to make by going 95, even if it's not, let's say 90% stream. Yeah. Let's say you get a, game, a Pac-12 game of the week on Fox or you get a Pac-12 basketball game of the week on Fox or a football game a week on ESPN in, in the late window, let's say. Yeah. Does that still cover the gap and still cover the lack of reach? Because you can't tell me that Apple's going to give up the best game of the weekend in the Pac-12. I can't believe that. No. May yeah, maybe I'm wrong. No way. But I, I can't What's see What's the point them. of doing the deal? I can't see, especially when it's $300 million a year. Yeah. Like, I have trouble believing that. So then from Apple's side, if Oregon and Washington aren't part of this deal, what, and you don't have USC and UCLA, what, what really are we buying? That's what I'm talking about. So, and I think that's the, that's, the, that's the biggest question. What really are we buying? And what really are we getting? And how quality is the broadcast? Because, again... I go back to the execution at the Pac-12 network and it has routinely been a shit show. Because it's garbage. In their trucks and in their director's boots. And they have had, they have had some really good directors who no longer work there. They have had some really, like I don't think people understand what goes into a TV production. And again, I've been in the business. I've, I've done this for a living. I can tell you, those, the very best productions travel together week in and week out. Your directors, your producers, and your camera crews all travel together. They show up, Monday Night Football is the best example of it. They show up on site together. They prep for those games together. They configure their camera layouts in each stadium together. They, like, it is systematic. It's an all invisible right. show, man. A plus B equals C, D, E. Like, they just knock it down. In the Pac-12, they haven't done that. And a lot of it is, hey, yeah, we have our own trucks and they're on site. Okay, great. 
but we're going to have a producer in Los Angeles do this game. We're going to have a director in San Francisco call the shots on this game. And it's why you see, if you watch college football, if you watch Pac-12 football on the Pac-12 networks, there's a lot of games where you'll see a guy score a touchdown and the camera won't be there. It'll be late <coughs> because <coughs> you're, a, you're a second and a half behind because you're sitting in San Francisco trying to produce a game in Pullman, Washington. And you don't know that Cam Rising's not starting a quarterback because he's injured because you're in Los Angeles. You're not in Pullman, Washington. Yeah, That's been routine in the Pac-12. And frankly, it's not good enough for a Power 5 conference. Yeah, You, you got to be better than that. So my question is, if you're hurting for money already, and I think we all, whether you support the Pac-12 or you don't, there's no way to get around the fact that this conference is digging out of Larry Scott's financial improprieties, financial misdealings, like however you want to spin it. Totally agree. They've got a hole they're digging out of financially. So if I don't have to send Larry, the director, to Seattle, or if I don't have to send him to San Diego, and I can save, I can save a per diem, the money that you pay him for four days to be there, because it's not one day, it's four days, right? Because you have pre, pre-production shoots and... Hey, if I can save the per diem for, for four days and I don't have to pay for a hotel and I don't have to pay for airfare and food, why would I, why wouldn't I just put that back in my pocket to pay yeah. Comcast, to offset Comcast or, yeah, that's what I'm worried about in the PAC 12 because these universities deserve better than that. The fan, the fan bases around the PAC 12 deserve better than that. Yeah. And I, I just, if it goes to Apple, that's my my biggest concern because again i think if you've watched a show for any amount of time you know i believe that they should heavily invest in streaming yeah because it is the future it is it is it is absolutely the future of sports but don't cut corners i don't think that streaming is at a point where you can just invest in it and watch it mm. organically grow i think streaming in the football space is definitely the future and it's very close to the now but for a conference like the Pac-12 that struggles in business acumen, that is something that you would need to market and water that plant regularly. And this is the difference between the Pac-12 and pretty much every other conference. Because I could think, I look at every other conference, and I'm like, yeah, wow. they have. I've got a reason to watch ACC basketball. I've got a reason to watch SEC football. Uh, I'm not particularly interested in SEC basketball, but I was this year. Right, like, and then the, obviously the Big Twelve and the Big Ten. It goes without saying. So, look at College Game Day. Yeah, look at the production yeah. that is college. It is a behemoth. I don't think people, generally speaking, understand all the work that goes into producing. I don't think. I don't, I don't think people, think people, people do. I, I don't think people understand that when you produce at the highest levels, when you wear the Fox brand or CBS or NBC, look at the production that's at Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, you know who else does it at an extremely high level? Look at BYU TV. Mm -hmm. But why does BYU TV do it at such a high level? Because they were independent and they had no other choice. Yeah. They had no other choice because BYU soccer, their, their third tier athletic endeavors were all on BYU TV. Uh -huh. So it had to be done at a high level. And I, I agree with you. I don't think people understand it. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, all right, let's get to your comments. Thanks so much for watching the show, you guys. Uh, uh, another week is down. 
Um, I appreciate all of you. Almost a thousand people have watched the show. Please hit the like button. Uh, if you have not, if you're one of the 529 people or so that are here watching the show, please hit the like button. Uh, first one in says, uh, hero 75 for $5 says, wouldn't the price to produce every game be higher than only a few million? They would have to produce every basketball and baseball game as well. But that's the, that's the question. Are yeah. you, are you not going to televise PAC 12 baseball? That's the burning part of the conversation because most of the time PAC 12 baseball is not on. Nobody thinks about it. It's not in your consciousness. When do you see college baseball? Well, right now, during the College World Series. By the way, who's got that contract? Mm -hmm. ESPN and ABC. Who's got the Women's College World Series? ESPN and ABC. We're in a control position. Right? So you don't have... I think the biggest concern... Uh, and if, if it were me, it would be football. Because that's where you build your brand. Basketball... Basketball, this is not a basketball conference in the Pac-12. Yeah, I just don't think in college athletics uh, there's any question. It begins and ends with football. You have to make your money in football. I mean, once you have football, then you can start looking at basketball. Then you can start reaching down into sports like baseball and softball and, you know, these different, you know, second-tier sports. I mean, that's what they are. It's football and everything else. And I think you look at, you well, look at the SEC – Basketball in the SEC wasn't a thing until Nick Saban in Alabama went and did some Nick Sabaning, and then all of a sudden Alabama basketball was good, and then all of a sudden all these other programs were good. Like that's how it happens. So in the pack, you got to go football first. And I think when we talk about cost per game, it depends on how you set that up. You can mitigate a lot of your costs by: Are you going to put? Are you going to build staff? Are you going to pay producers, directors, camera guys? Are you going to have first down lines? Are you going to have... Do you guys know how much fucking money first down lines cost? <laughs> I don't think people understand it. Putting those first down markers on the field has gotten a little cheaper, but it is not cheap. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars a game because it's all technology, dude. So are you going to do that? Are, are you going to pay... Because if it's Apple TV, you're probably producing two games a week. Right, I mean that—that that would be my guess. You're probably producing two games a week, and then my other guess would be if you had a linear partner, a Fox, ESPN, whoever, NBC, because I still think NBC's a player. I right. don't think they're out altogether. Right. But if you got a game of the week on NBC, NBC is going to produce that game. You're probably producing full time two games, two college football games a week. So are we going to contract those people and say, hey, I'll pay you 500 bucks a game to be a cameraman? Hey, let's put you on staff and have 20 cameramen on staff. Because one of the other things nobody thinks about is how many cameras are you going to put in that stadium? Yeah. Okay, so if it, if it is Utah and Oregon at Rice-Eccles Stadium, you can't do six cameras, <laughs> right? You, are you going to do a sky cam? Are you going to have a cable camera above the field? You're probably not. In all seriousness, you're probably not. Are you going to have the ability to put watermarks on the field where you can put Kroger food stores or whatever? Rocket mortgage. Right? Are you going to have that ability? That all costs money. And it's not cheap, dudes. I'm telling you, if it's $500,000 a game split between two teams, I mean, that's a lot of bread. That's a lot of money that we're talking about. You're, yes. Each one of these institutions is probably into this for millions a year. Yeah. And if, On if, top of. 
if the Pac-12 is producing games. On top of Comcast, on top of the Holiday Bowl, on top of the money you're not making. So you can start to see how the margin gets smaller and yes. smaller and smaller. And that's why I say, man, like, you know, unfortunately, I, I wish this was the conversation we were having a year ago. Yes. I, I, I wish that the Pac-12 was in a position where, you know, it was like, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're looking at Apple, you know, as a, as a real option here. But we have time. Let's go out and vet out some linear options, too, just to see if there's anything there. The problem is you've done it backwards. You wanted to vet linear first, and really, you wanted to say no to the Big 12 merger. Then you wanted to vet linear. Now you're falling back well, to streaming. And so now it's like been this cascading thing, this snowball effect where, where the clock is ticking, and really, you're running out of time here. And it feels like you're being pigeonholed into doing business with Apple instead of instead of going full bore in an excited fashion into a linear and streaming portion. And yeah. that's what I think the struggle is. John Teal, what's up with you, my guy? Thank you for the $5 tip. Brett, your mark is doing George Klyovkov the way Doc Holiday did Johnny Ringo. <laughs> Man, I yes, love yes, yes. Johnny Ringo and Doc Holiday. <laughs> when Johnny Ringo puts... Where Doc Holliday puts Johnny Ringo to sleep. So good. Uh, Carson, why are Stanford and Cal so quiet? Because they have options. When you have options, you don't talk. So you haven't heard from Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. They have options. Yep. They have options. Provo Cougar fan gives us $10 to say, I lost my credit card. Oh, that's the worst. Canceled the account before my show membership process. Need to recharge on a new account. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for supporting the show. Um... Let's see. Who else is in today? Um, Cougar Tracks. Bring it on, Connor. What did Connor say? Connor apparently is getting into it with people. Um, that's not a surprise. Connor Johnson is one of the known pain in the asses on the show. <laughs> Chad Masters. I like the production value of pro wrestling in the 80s. Well, that's what you get on Pac-12 Network. I'm serious that I don't think people understand I don't think people understand how TV productions are done. Like, have you ever stopped and thought about how much do they pay the guy on the field with the orange gloves that says timeout? How much do they pay that guy? Are you going to pay a sideline reporter? Are you going to pay a sideline reporter for each side in a conference championship um, game? Um, are you like, um, think about that. Like, it's the stuff you don't think about. How many cameras are you going to have on the field? Well, you know, we need to save a little bit of money for that Comcast repayment. Why don't we not have cameras on the field? We'll just put six in the stadium. Do you have the technology to hook up a drone to your TV broadcast and the money to pay the pilot? Because the big boys do. And by the way, that pilot has to be certified because he's flying over other humans. So, like, these are, I, I think people think we're just kidding around with this. We're not kidding around for this. Yeah. Like, these, the production value that is lacked at the Pac-12 has been remarkable. And that doesn't even account for college basketball because college basketball is a whole nother, hey, are we, gonna pay a, are we gonna pay a union electrician, a union sound guy to mic all of the baskets? Um, are we gonna pay, like, because think about that, are we gonna contract non-union workers? How's that gonna go over? Not well. You can't do that, right? So you... It's things you don't think about. Just a rowdy dude from South Carolina. South Carolina. Pac-12 is high. 
if they think they will get people to give up their Androids to watch Pac-12 football and they won't be on YouTube or Hulu or ESPN, a deal with Apple is a path towards irrelevance. I think it's a huge question mark. Because how, how does it impact your recruiting? Because here's the other thing. Okay, so you're an Android user. You're never going to see Pac-12 sports on Apple. So how does that impact your recruiting? How does that impact your marketing? How, what's your revenue split with Apple TV? Right? Are you doing a lump sum payment? I would assume that you have to do a lump sum payment. By the way, are you going to take, take subscriber rebates? Hey, if we don't get a million new subscribers, we're going to pay you less. Are you going to, because that, that's what I think Apple probably would like to do. Yeah. Because they don't care as long as they get new subscribers. And, and just so we're clear, Android users can get Apple TV on their device, but they have to use web browser. Yes. Apple TV does not support uh, Android devices through the Apple TV app. So you can access it via Chrome, but in that instance, you would still have to have an Apple ID to sign in. So technically... It is difficult to do. Yeah, it's a pain in the it's ass. It's not There's easy no to do. There's no doubt. And the Surface does not... By the way, by the way, Apple TV does not work on Surfaces, which is a tablet, a Windows-based tablet. Yeah. So... Good luck with that. Uh, Connor Johnson, and I hesitate to read your comments, Connor, because usually you're difficult. Pac-12 baseball, every game is on Pac-12 networks, which will be sold to the highest bidder. Um, so wait, let me get this right. So you think Apple is going to buy Pac-12 networks lock, stock, and barrel? Hell no. Because if that deal was available, wouldn't they have done it already? Yeah, I, I yeah. And this has been talked about repeatedly over and over again. What's the upside? Because everybody said Amazon Prime Sports is going to buy Pac-12 Networks. What's um, the upside for them to do that? And by the way, did that ever happen? What is the upside? In all seriousness, what is the upside for Apple TV to buy Pac-12 Networks? There's not a lot of upside. They're not in the sports production business. MLB produces their games for them. MLS produces their games for them. MLS is in charge of all of the talent and they are in charge of all of the production. They're not, Apple TV's not a production house. Yeah. You know, again, Riley O'Brien with, by the way, somebody need, Riley, at some point you need to explain yeah, this. I mean, at some point there needs to be a reason. I, I don't get it. And Donuts, what's up, my guy? Thank you for the golf tip because uh, I played, I shot my lowest round of the year today. Shot a 35 on the back nine. You're welcome. Washington State saw a 7.7 .7 decrease in enrollment last year. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, the people at Washington State are exceptionally nervous about their financial situation. We, we talk to people up there semi-regularly. Yeah. And somebody said to me this week at Washington State, I am concerned we will not have sports in five years. Do you know if, what that's like these days? If something doesn't change, I am concerned we will not have, and the word this person used was athletics. I am concerned that we will not have athletics in five years. If something doesn't change because the staff is not willing, the academics up there are not willing to continue to subsidize athletics. Yeah. And I think they are on shaky ground. Well, I, I think the reality is athletics should be able to pay for itself. I mean, that that's the, that's the worst part about it. I mean, again, 
you know, with all due respect to academics, it, the, the conversation of, oh, hey, academics are subsidizing athletics. That's an incredible statement. I mean, just think about that. That's I mean, in, uh, do you, unbelievable. Do, do you know how, like, how much of a miss you have to have, how much incompetence there is, respectfully, to Washington State? Do you, do you understand how bad you got to mess it up and not, like, sell your product and not do your job? To have the I mean, academic side of a university basically keeping you afloat. That's incredible to me. Yeah, I, I just, man, I. it's shocking we're talking about this again. Uh, Matt uh, Tolman says, Pat going to be streaming on Twitch, competing with gamers and thirst traps for views. Twitch is actually still the largest. Did you guys see that come out the other day? Twitch is still the largest streamer. War Room says, lots of glitches and delays if that was to happen. Dude. And if you're, if you're a Pac-12 fan and you've watched, because Jake and I have watched a ton of Pac-12 networks, you know the game production value on Pac-12 networks is not good. Yeah. It's, especially football. Yeah. Where they really struggle. You can tell when their producer-director team is on site versus not. Mm-hmm. You Because the games that are on site, they're fine. You don't, when you're thinking about the camera people, you're like, oh boy. Because you don't think about it on golf or ESPN or CBS. Like, you don't. You would never have that problem at Notre Dame. Nope. You would never have that problem at Ohio State. You would never have that problem at any major university outside of the Pac-12. John Menser says the Pac is going to set up a site where fans attending the game shoot the footage for them via their cell phones. John, <laughs> do not speak that into truth. Please do not yeah, speak that not, into let's truth. Not. Do not speak that in the truth. You know, um, it, it that would be that would be incredibly sad. Uh, Matt Hartley says Larry Scott did everything wrong. Everything wrong. Yeah. Everything wrong. Everything wrong. Terrible. Um, let's see who else. Let me get some, I see a lot of new people in today. You guys, I really appreciate you watching the show. Um, there's a lot of names that I don't recognize. So welcome to the show. I'm Monty. That's Jake. And every, every show at this time, um, you know, we generally do this really special thing where we remind you that bucked up is the official energy provider of the Monty show. And we drink a bucked up buck shot because they are the single greatest energy providers of the day. I will tell you, I had one of these at six o'clock this morning before I went and played golf. (sighs) Played 18 holes, drank a whole flask of water and had a bucked up Miami and I feel great. I am not tired, I am not lacking energy and that's what I love about Buckshot and I wanna give them to you free. In the description below on this show, there are six free samples of Buckshot. Um, they'll send them right to your door. The guys at Bucked Up will send them right to your door for free. Just go click the link in the description below. Buckshot, clean, long-lasting energy to give you that high-powered finish you need to your day. You know what that post-lunch carb crash is like. You know what that drive home, it can be difficult. When you're out of energy, it's Friday, it's been a long week. Pop a Buckshot and get yourself through the rest of the day. Great ingredients, and I, I, I tell you now, it's 100 milligrams of caffeine, and it finishes your day off great. You don't get shakes. You don't have highs and lows. You just feel better, and you know the best part about Buckshot? Mentally, you feel better. Yep. That's what I love about it. Bucked up, the best energy drink in the business. I love them. I have them every day, and I just feel better, and I say it all the time. 
I've lost. I got on the scale this morning. I've officially passed the 30 pounds lost mark. Thank you. Um, and I give a lot of credit to Bucked Up. I do because I feel better. One of the things that I've noticed since I started using Bucked Up products across the board, I sleep way better. I sleep way, way better because the ingredients are clean, whether it's their protein, whether it is their greens, their collagen peptides, their buck bars, you guys. I'm telling you, the buck bars at Bucked Up, unbelievable. Again, in the description below, there's a link. They'll send you a sampler pack of buck bars straight to your front door for free. I'm telling you, I hate protein bars. I hate them. I've struggled with them my entire life. Yes. I love the Buck Bar, the Snickerdoodle, the everything bar, the, I mean, the chocolate, like everything that they, they do in bars, phenomenal. And it's really helped me keep my appetite suppressed. I'm telling you, without Bucked Up, I, I would not have lost the 30 pounds. And I, I just love it, man. Uh, Mike Chase says, you lost the weight, Monty, but I gained it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Well, I, well, I'm glad I lost it, you know. Um, LV Seminole says, congrats, Monty. Thank you. Kurt Meyer says, way to go, Tim. Thank you. Uh, Cougar Track says, just got a case of Miami. It's uh, as great as advertised. Hey, let's go. Dudes, Miami is by far my favorite flavor of uh, bucked up energy drink. Sugar-free, love it. No sugar in it at all. I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. Um, let's see. Blake says, sorry, Monty, only brews at the links. Yeah, I'm not a big beer on the course uh, guy. I'm not a big, yeah. Yeah. I am not. We take it too seriously. I do. I want to be a better golfer. I do want to be a better golfer, period. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, my guy, what's up, dude? Um, gives me the bucked up. Two Masters said 30 pounds down, 273 to go. Hey, man, 273 is very doable. I would be like 25 pounds, which would be awesome. <laughs> would be awesome. Uh, Gold Tigers. Gold Go Black Tigers. 45 says, don't the Pac-12 owe Larry like 50 million over the next five years? Sounds like time for a lawsuit for mismanagement, dude. You're not even wrong, bro. But see, I don't know that the Pac-12 Failing is that cold-blooded, bro. I don't, I don't think the Pac-12 Failing is upward. that cold-blooded. No, I don't think so. Uh, Stan says, how many mulligans in that round of 35? None. I, no, I, that's legit, dude. We have, we have started counting every single... So those of you who don't know this, we're, I, I haven't golfed in years. I, I took it back up this year, right? Um, Jake has never golfed. So we started golfing in April. And I am right now an 11 handicap. Mm -hmm. And I, I... Probably the first two months I played this year, I didn't count lost balls. I didn't take the extra penalty stroke. It was just one swing, right? So today, every day, now I count every swing. This morning, I just hit him really well. And you know why? Because I spent an hour on the range before I played. So, yeah, we'll see. Now, I don't know. I don't know what, we'll say, what I'll say tomorrow. Because we're playing up at Canyons Golf tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. I think I figured something out with the driver and my irons, finally. Yeah. I hit the hell out of two three woods today. <laughs> was awesome. Uh, Renee Roca says, yeah, your face looks thinner, Monty. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. It, really, it's because I don't eat out anymore. The only, the only food that I really ever eat out is Super Chicks, and that's probably once a week because who can go a week without Super Chicks? Seriously. But, um, I don't eat out anymore. My wife really helps me food prep. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, let's see. Connor... Johnson says, good marketing take with the appetite suppressant. Uh, I'm only going to be more headacheable now. 
Oh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. I mean, that's all you, dude. Uh, Ruben Reyes, I was going to get a sample pack of Buckshot sample to try and was sold out. Try again. Dude, try again, They bro. had their warehouse sale last week, and, I mean, they cleaned. I bought 20 boxes. Buckshot, Buckshot is, in my opinion, one of the best products on the market. I, I mean, yeah, you know, seriously. There, there are other options like Buckshot, but, you know, I... I Listen, man, I was I was all in on another brand, and we started using Bucked Up, and there is a noticeable difference in a great way. The Buckshot is awesome. War Room says, Jake or Monty, do you think the Pac-12 will lose their relevance as a P5 once the dominoes fall, and if they add San Diego State or other teams? I don't know, relevance? I think he just means are they going to lose their P five status? But I don't know what that what the is that possible? Does that happen? I, well, I just don't think we've ever seen a situation like this. So I don't. I, That's exactly possible? right. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, anything's really but possible. likely. Li I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say it's likely. I. I. I think that that if the Pac-12 is six teams, it, after they add San Diego State and let's say SMU or Tulane, then yeah, I don't think you're a Power Five. The that's college just my football opinion, playoff committee is going to have a tough time taking you seriously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, and 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 I think the real trouble is, is that simultaneously, while you've lost those teams, the other conferences have gained those teams. Yeah. So now you're getting into a situation where it's like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah. So west of the Rockies, college football is not really a thing. But I mean, you you look at the Pac-12 now, War Room. I mean, you're struggling for a seat at the table now. Agreed. Right? I mean, when's the last time a Pac-12 football team was like a national power that was contending for a college football playoff championship? Never. I don't. Has the Pac-12 had a team in the college football playoff yet? Thanks mm -hmm. to Utah, USC didn't get in last year. I think Oregon's made one appearance, I think. I mean, I think what wasn't Washington. Like, I can't even. Maybe it was Washington. Off the top of my head, I can't remember the last time the Pac-12 had a real national power, right? I mean, you have Oregon, Washington, obviously Utah, USC. Those four teams can play with anybody in the country on any any Saturday. You put them on a field together, all four of those teams can win a game. And I, I mean, Alabama, Georgia, you name it, they can do that. But that's not the same thing as hey, you know, I'm going to vote for I'm going to vote for Utah to get into the college first football playoff. First year, first year of the college football playoff, Oregon. It was Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, and Florida State. Ohio State played Oregon in the national championship game and got that ass beat, forty-two right. to twenty. Right. Since then, what? Have I you mean, had? it's rough, dude. It, it it is really it is really rough, and it is it just it doesn't need to be that way. That's the problem. This conference. This conference should be better. MJ Bissett, what's up with you? Um, says Washington State may be the carny in the uh, in the coal mine, the canary. Uh, the system isn't designed for all FBS to be semi-pro. The greed isn't growing the pie; it will shrink it. I totally agree with that. Agreed, yeah. And yeah. I think when you when you guys really look at this conference. And it, it, I mean, if you compare it to the Big 12, mm -hmm. if you look at the low end of the Big 12, Kansas in football, let's say, because it's a really good example. Kansas may well not be the low end in football anymore. Because Kansas had a hell of a year last year. Now, That's can they right, do it again? Team. I don't know. We'll see. But how long did it take Colorado to get relevant? Decades. 
and only because Dion's there, and they haven't even played a game with him yet. Well, and it begs the question. I mean, how how quickly are they going to lose that relevance when he struggles? Right. You look at Washington State. Washington State, I don't care what happens, is not going to be relevant. Yeah. And by the way, they have the, the Rolovich lawsuit hanging over their heads. Like, do you understand how financially troubled Washington State is? Man, that athletic program, good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. Big bad brass balls, 30 pounds. That's really, really well done. No one knows more than I how hard it is and what a great accomplishment that is. Keep going. It is not easy. I appreciate you saying that, yeah, dude. Yeah, thank you. I it is we've had our battles. Losing weight is not easy. It is. I have, I, I have lost a ton of weight, gained it back, lost. The difference is now it, that I'm losing like a pound and a half a week. Some weeks I don't lose weight. Some weeks I lose five pounds. On the regular, I lose a pound, pound and a half a week. Ain't no reset. And it's, I'm telling you, it's not even because they're on the show. Bucked up, I am not, I'm not as hungry, and I have more energy. And I truly think, if we're being totally honest about it, I think it's sleeping better. I, I, I sleep so much better because I, I have regular... Yeah. You, I mean, you guys know what that's like when you have... You don't feel good during the day. It's two o'clock and you're sitting at your desk and you're like falling asleep. Like I used to be that guy. I'm not that guy anymore because yeah. I sleep really well. Uh, West Virginia uh, guy 56. Coach Prime in the Big 12 would be great for our conference. Huge. Huge for the conference. Huge. Uh, Saul Goodman says Oregon. Mm -hmm. well, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Adam Salamine. Oregon and Washington have uh, 2015... And then your comment stopped. But my point is... Regularly, they're not. I mean, to say the Pac-12 is relevant is incorrect. I mean, the Pac-12 is not relevant. And it's a, it's a conference that should be relevant every year. And the, and the sad part is they're only relevant when they get crushed by the SEC. And I think the, the real issue is, by the way, the real issue is that teams like Utah, teams like USC, get downgraded because they are in the Pac-12. I think it happens routinely. Again, I railed about it all year long because it pissed me off every week. The freaking MLS writer in Minneapolis has an AP football vote. Which is a joke. Do you think he watched USC in, in Utah last year? No, he did not. Because he's... <laughs> Utah beats USC for like the seventh straight time last season. And he still puts USC ahead of Utah. Yeah. Utah wins the conference championship. Still puts USC ahead of you. Like it's, you can tell people don't watch Pac-12 football. By the way, if they're on Apple TV, is that going to help? It's not. It's not. It is not. Renee Rocco. Welp, just looked it up. No super chicks anywhere near the Dallas-Fort Worth area. By the way, Renee, you're going to feel a disturbance in the force. July 12th and 13th will be at Texas uh, in I Texas. In Arlington uh, at AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Media Day. Thanks to, our, thanks to our friends at Blade HQ. And uh, it's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Uh, Darren Taylor, can't they get Fox ESPN to produce games? Fox can take money off the top. But again, you're just giving money away. Yeah, I mean, what is this, a charity? You produce it on your own or you go to Fox and say, hey, or ESPN, hey. I mean, at some point, the conference has to make money. You would think. <laughs> you would think. You would think. Come on now. I mean, it's crazy. Jimmy, 
What's up, Jimmy? Good to see you, dude. Uh, University of Oregon was the first one in. UW uh, has been as well. Pac-12 teams take each other out routinely. Which is another thing. Routinely. It is USC going to Pullman to die. Why doesn't the SEC want to play nine games? You know. Well, <laughs> I don't disagree with it. Uh, Matt Ritson uh, gives us $5 saying the College World Series, SEC and ACC, they have uh, after game show, but Pac-12 conference there on YouTube highlights for two minutes. Yep. Just is what it is. I mean, if you watch it, like, as a consumer of sports, if you if you pay attention, you will see just how irrelevant the Pac-12 is because they are irrelevant. And it is frustrating. If you are a USC fan, it, it should be incredibly frustrating. But at the same time, exciting because you have a solution to that. Because now, now it's coming to an end. Yeah. Now it's coming to an end. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike UCLA. I just think UCLA is UCLA is not irrelevant. But has Chip Kelly really been like some difference maker? Oh well, it's a fight for LA. Is please, it really? Please, it's really not. Right? It's please. really not. You know what UCLA is? UCLA is a school that's living on 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 the basketball days of old. It is, and and living on the LA lifestyle. It and, is. And, and I have to say, you know, UCLA-Utah last year at UCLA was a hell of a game. Cam Rising tried to play hero ball and lost Utah that game. But nevertheless, it was a very entertaining football product. And my thing with UCLA is that they're this, you know, what, you know, the cute nomenclature of a heritage brand where, where you are, hey, we were great a long time ago, and that means that we're still trying to be relevant now. So if Chip Kelly can just find a way to win seven, eight games in the Big Ten, you're good. You are good. And yeah. one year you fall into 12, great, great. But that's all you have to do. Renee Roca says the Tarrant County Cowboys Stadium. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With all due respect. I love, I love, I love it that you guys, that you call, Renee, that you, you remind us of that all the time. <laughs> I think it's fucking hysterical. You're like, it's Tarrant County, man, my first. Tarrant County, boy. Tarrant County. They're all hat, no cattle up there. Tarrant County, MFers. <laughs> Smells like manure and chicken shit over there. <laughs> oh, Renee, that's amazing. War Room says, Monty and Jake, another channel mentioned the Pac-12 coaches are anxious to play Prime's buffs. Do you have information who those coaches are? My guess would be those are uh, who are having great seasons. Well, I think, I don't know that I would say anxious. I think when you look at the Pac-12 this year, Colorado is clearly one of the weak links in the conference because there are no easy outs in this conference in football. I mean, if you if you think about it, I mean, where are you going to go to find an easy game? Because you're not going to you're not you're not going to Oregon State. Oregon State is going to be ball busting. Yes, I really hope, man. I hope DJ Uyunglele can can do the yes, job, yes, yes. dude. I I do. I, I Oregon State has done such a good job. Yeah. of building the infrastructure of that program. They hired a great president. Like, if if he's the quarterback that they need him to be. They're as good as anybody. Yeah. They can beat anybody, right? But Oregon State, Oregon, Washington, I, I, I don't – Washington State, I don't know. We'll see. Forget it. Utah, I think – I think Utah's got the best defense in the conference. 
We're talking about easy outs. I th yeah, I, I mean, Arizona State's going to be very much improved. Cal is certainly an easy out. Stanford's an easy well, out. But Wilcox is fighting for his job, so you would yeah. think that... Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Cal is Cal. Stanford, Stanford should be a little better this year, but I say a little better. I, wouldn't, I would not call... I would not call Deion Sanders an easy out, especially... In Boulder. Yeah, you know, you know what uh uh Dion is? Dion and his program are a program that you would say, hey, they're gonna play their ass off. Yes. They are going to work hard. Ding. They are going to grind you out. They may not win a lot of games, but they are not letting you leave that building healthy. You are gonna get your ass beat in that building. And Stay if you hard. win, if you win, great. That's awesome. But Prime is gonna be damned. If his kids don't play hard for him. And they will play hard for him. I mean, the guy almost had his foot cut off here today, right? Like this guy, he, he quite literally said, look, if you need to take my foot, great, let's do it because football season's coming. Like he he's all in in Boulder. Yeah. And I think, I think he has brought his guys. He's got a great coaching staff. Like anybody that is anxious to play Colorado should watch what you wish for because you're going to get it. <laughs> Right, but as far as easy outs go, I don't think there's going to be an easy out on the road in this league. They're not, there rarely is. There's two. Cal and Stanford are easy outs, and I get nah, it. Yeah, well, I, I don't. How do you think classify so. them as anything other than easy outs, man? Because I think Cal, I think Cal is going to Cal is going to win some games they shouldn't win. I do think at home, Colorado is going to be an easy out. I think Colorado is going to so struggle Colorado's to play on the road. Place, yeah, Colorado is going to struggle on the road. Yeah. But going to going to Boulder, I think you're going to have your hands full. Because I agree. I think the explosive component of their offense is going to get some people sleeping. And I think you are going to have to hit Shador Sanders. Because he will stand there. As athletic as that moment is, he will stand there and take hits. We saw that at Jackson State. Mm -hmm. And maybe Dion and his crew has coached him up. But do you think Trevor Riley has any idea how difficult it is to come to Sac Lake City? Oh, he knows. He knows. So, I think I, that coaching staff is going to have them ready. I, I I truly do. Maybe I'm too judgmental, but I'm just looking at some of these scores, some of these results from last year. I mean, Oregon goes to Cal, 42-24, but that's Oregon. Okay, cool. Write it off. Right? I look at Oregon State, absolute beatdown, 38-10. Stanford, they beat Stanford 27-20. to UCLA beats them 35-28. So, okay, maybe they're a grinded-out team, but... If you're looking around the Pac-12, I mean, and I'm looking at a schedule, I'm saying, okay, if I'm trying to do things, if I'm Washington, I, I got to beat up on teams like Stanford, Washington State. I It used to be Oregon State, but not anymore. Like Arizona State's another great question. Dude, what is Arizona State going to be? Because all I know about that school is you've been ridden with controversy. You've got 87 quarterbacks and Dillingham's in his first year trying to show what he can do. He's like, got 30 transfers. Drew Pine from Notre Dame should be the starting quarterback there. I think they're they're not going to be an easy out. Yeah. I think Cal, with 10 starters back, is not going to be an easy out. Sorry, man. I think Jackson Sermon is one of the best linebackers in the conference. ASU feels like a team that's going to overachieve a little I, bit. I think Troy Taylor and Stanford are going to suck. I do. I think they will be the I think they will be they will potentially be a, a three win team. Because it's garbage. I, I so yeah I I can't argue Stanford California is not going to be an easy out yeah they're they're not 
They they so maybe, they so are. Not. Are we are we in agreement that there's one easy out then? Stanford's the one easy out because that because Stanford's I agree, probably a gimme. Because an easy out, and and I would love to hear this in the comments. I mean, I would define an easy out as a team that's just a rollover team, a team that's putting on the pads, but you're going to beat the hell out of yeah, them. Yeah, and that's time. my point about Colorado though. You don't want Colorado. I I don't think I think you want Stanford. The farm is not a tough place to go and win. No, like if Stanford is. That's it, not what we're about. I mean, the tree is halfway cut down at Stanford. Let's not even like. I mean, they're rebuilding a program. Like you're, you're. I mean, you're not going to get over David it's Shaw. It's an institution like, of higher learning. That's going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Uh, Connor Cole, do you think the Big Twelve, top to bottom in football and basketball, has the most parity, and will that help national viewership? That's a tough that's question. A very bro. complex question. Yeah, there's a lot I of think, opinion in that. God, dog. I think. The SEC is the best football conference in the country. And I think it has the most parity because Alabama and Georgia are the two best and they routinely kick each other out of the playoff. Um, man, that's tough. I, I, You know, I need to understand what the Oklahomas are going to be this year. And I mean this coming season. I need to understand what the Oklahomas are going to be this year because there's a lot of people questioning... I mean, what what is Mike Gundy doing in Stillwater? I mean, what is what is Buddy Oklahoma be State doing? Something. What they were not good man. last year. Oklahoma was terrible last year. Yeah. Uh, now again, Lincoln leaving, taking everybody and their mom with him. Like there was going to be a vacuum there. Okay, cool. Has Venables rebuilt that club? I don't know. We'll find out. But is is how? And I think the other question about the the Big Twelve right now is how how much of a step back is TCU going to take? Because I just don't believe you can achieve at that level again. Mm. I mean, that is so hard to do. And I love Sonny Dykes. I think he's one of the best humans on the planet. I just think you're asking so much out of TCU to do it again. I mean, that would be unlikely. I agree. I think Kansas, I think K-State is going to be good. I mean, you're bringing, in, you're bringing in two quality programs in Houston and BYU. I don't know what to expect out of Cincinnati football right now with Fickle leaving. TCU's got a nice little schedule, though. I mean, you know, again, you're opening well, up in Colorado. You know, Nichols, then you get Houston, SMU, that's a win. You know, West Virginia's going to be a win. Iowa State's going to be a battle, but that's a game you're, you at least have a chance to win. You know, BYU, I would expect them to beat BYU. Kansas State, that's a battle. Can't guarantee that. Yeah. Texas Tech's a battle. Texas is a battle. Baylor's Texas Tech, a battle. Texas, Texas Tech. I'm telling you, Texas Tech is better. Yeah. Texas Tech is an improved program. I'm telling you now. Yeah. I. I but, but listen to this stretch, dude. At, like, and this is the last quarter of your schedule. 10-21 at Kansas State. 11-2 at Tech. 11-11 home for Texas. 11-18 home for Baylor. And you finish at Ooh. Oklahoma. I mean, that's ba an Baylor's another one. Yeah, dude. They yep. they need a better season. What do you bet? They need to be better because Baylor doesn't have the U six. I I think that's an interesting question. I'd have to think about that when it comes to parity because I'm kind of in your corner, Jake. I mean, and I don't care what where you want to point to in the SEC. I mean, who's been a disappointment? Lane Train at Ole Miss. They're going to be. Been a disappointment. I, I think they're going to be. No, fuck that. LSU last year. LSU was a disappointment. A little bit. No, get out. What with Brian Kelly? Yeah, no, they were anything but a decide. You're completely wrong. I think LSU let that Alabama win, going for it. Like I think Brian Kelly put them in a place that they knew they needed to be, and I think he got them there last year. 
Um, I think if you look at whether it's A&M, Texas A&M has been a huge disappointment. Um, you know, Mississippi State, it, I, that you, you can go to any of those places. Are you really telling me you can go to, to College Station and feel good about getting a win if you, like, no, you can't. No, you can't. Like, I look across the SEC, there, there, are, there are very few easy outs there. I, I just think the SEC is the best football conference in the country. I think the Big 12 is second. I think, I still maintain the Pac-12 is better than the Big 10. Agreed. I think the Big 10, I'm so tired of hearing about how great the Big 10 is. Your TV contract does not mean you're one of the best conferences in college sports. You're, you're not. That'd be, like, that'd be like saying that you're the, you're, you're the equivalent of Papa Murphy's and Pizza, who everybody roundly recognizes has the best marinara meatballs in the business. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tang tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code Monty25 this weekend. To get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more, you guys at Calzones are awesome. Um, I'm telling you, pair the marinara meatball with the Calzones. Pour it on top of the Calzone. Dude, you're in good shape. Get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies, although I mm, the, the s'mores. It's s'mores. close. The s'mores and the chocolate chip cookies at Papa Murphy's mm-hmm. are very good. All right. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business where you never pay unless and until the advocates win your case. That means you can chat with an attorney live right now online 24-7, absolutely free. You have nothing to lose. Did you get hurt at work today? They do great work for workmen's comp situations. Check them out, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Happy Friday to you. Thanks to everybody who's here right now. Make sure you hit the like button. Uh, we'd love to get to 200 likes. It helps the channel grow. Thank you so much for that. If you're just tuning in this afternoon, uh, talking a lot about the Pac-12 and Apple TV, we will have full reaction to uh, the NBA draft coming up. Uh, appreciate all of you that have donated today. Uh, appreciate all of you that routinely do things like give free memberships. You guys are amazing in that way. You, you have created one of the best communities on YouTube on this show, and I say thank you to that. Uh, thank you to, um, let's see, Zach. Zach Sloter. Monty, will anything good happen for the Pac-12 before next Friday? Love from Cyclone Country. Well, San Diego State's got to make a decision one way or the other. Now they've withdrawn. I think we'll get an update on San Diego State the next week. I mean, don't forget, next week is a lot of people are on vacation. Mm-hmm. The 4th of July is a long holiday weekend. It's on a Tuesday, so most people are off from Friday all the way to Wednesday. So it is going to be an interesting time. I think San Diego State, we'll get some San Diego State news this week, I'm told. Um, I think that, I think the Pac-12, I just don't know that they're in a position to make an announcement this coming week. I think they would really like to. I just don't think they're in position to do that. Yeah. Not, not from, and we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have told you that I would be stunned 
because I also know that a lot of the academia in this conference goes on vacation at the end of next week. Yep. A lot of them take the first two weeks of July off altogether, unplugged out. I know one specific person in this conference is going to Indonesia for two weeks. Not going to answer phone or email. So you would maybe this week? I don't know. Please. I would hope so. I'm ready for it to be over. I think we're all yeah. ready for it to be over. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Archer Quick. Mercury News is Kanzano, a hopeless optimist for the pack. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't. I have a lot of respect for John Wilner. I, I do. You're never going to hear me say a bad thing about him. I think John Wilner is an incredible journalist. I think he has been at this game a long time. And I think he is as plugged in as anybody in, in the insider game. So I, it, I'm not a guy that's going to bash John Wilner. I just, it, Kenzano is just, that whole thing with the grant of rights a couple of weeks ago with Kenzano was embarrassing. It was a joke. And of course there'll be no repercussion for it. No. I mean, but if you're still a guy that thinks that, hey, you can make up a story and spin it any way you want, and you think that's your best source in this conference, I think you're crazy. Yeah. I think, and I know the sourcing game is difficult. I know it's hard. The, the Sham Sharania thing from last night, we'll talk about that coming up in 25 minutes. But you cannot simply make up a story or at the very least hold a story for several months, as you said, and then put it out as breaking news and have three presidents in the Pac-12 say that you have no idea what you're talking about and that's just simply not true. Don't lie to me. But apparently you can because there are never going to be repercussions for that. Yeah. So that's the truth. Yeah. I, I think that to me, that's to me, that's that was incredibly disappointing. Um, Forest Ghost F Fabio. Deanna is in emergency surgery today for blood cl clots in his groin. Well, I don't believe it was blood clots in his groin unless that's a news story and I have not heard that. Um, he has had routinely had trouble with blood clots in his leg. Um, and if you don't know the story, Dion's talked about this on his YouTube channel. Um, Dion is having surgery today. It's not unscheduled. It was scheduled for three weeks. He's having surgery and they are, they had considered amputating his left foot, but they are not going to need to do that apparently at this time. Um, he has what's called hammer toes. He's already lost two toes on his left foot. He only has three toes. Um, he's had significant health issues. And if, hey, if there's more to that that I am unaware of, I apologize for missing that story, but I do not believe he's having emergency surgery on his groin. Adam Pacman Jones on the Pat McAfee podcast said he, he's going in for an emergency. This is a report. Not a fact, but a report from Pac-Man Jones who said yesterday that he's going in for blood clot in his groin. But well, it's not, you know. Yeah, this is what De can But Dion's been talking about this for a yeah. week. Yeah. The, it, this is not something where it's like emergency surgery. Yeah, it's not like dude They've woke up and it's this. like he passed out or something. Yeah, I mean, they, they have been planning yeah. this. He has been battling blood clots for some time. Yeah. He uh, in. I believe this started for Deion Sanders with turf toe. And I mean, you guys. Yeah. 
football is gnarly. I, I just don't see... Um, it's not... Everyone's like, oh, it's an emergency surgery. Understand the situation. Again, it's been scheduled. He knows he had to go in. He's talk Dion himself has talked about it. It's not... It's not like this was some surprise. So, you know, it's, yeah. The guy is going to be coaching this year. Yeah. I have no doubts about that. Al Bundy says, watch the world's only twice daily cattle drive every day at 1130 in the morning and 4 p.m. in Fort Worth Stockyards National Historic District. <laughs> I'm going to have to put that on the uh, old calendar there. Thanks, Al. Uh, Clint Mose, how are you? Just another day I heard Monty say PAC is the second best football conference. Am I wrong? I think, no, I don't think they're the second best. I think the SEC is number one. I think right now today, the Big 12 is number two. And I think the Pac-12 is better than and deeper than the Big 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't even think it's controversial. I don't think that that's like some hot take. Where does the ACC fit in there? I mean, is the ACC... I mean, Florida State does an awful lot of talking and not enough winning. All hat, no cattle. I, I, I think the ACC is, in, is it's already crown Clemson, man. And let's see what they do at North Carolina this year. In God's name, image, and likeness. Obviously, you have the quarterback. I mean, you, do you take the ACC on the whole? Do you take the ACC seriously? To an extent. I, I don't know that I do. I don't know that I do. I'm not sitting here saying, man, wow, they're going to be in the college football playoff bucket. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, I, I, the only th like, again, it's Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Those are the three teams. And then it's everybody else. Yeah. So uh, Boyd Lake says uh, Prime's team will fight and run through walls for him. Yeah, they will. Facts. Yeah, they will. Um, Ken Williams says it's still the suck 12. Hey, you start talking shit. Always good to see you, Ken. And you're probably not All wrong. All hat, lots of cattle. You're, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Uh, big bad brass balls. Wilner was on Josh Neighbors' podcast this week and said he fully expects the Pac-12 to get a media deal equal to the Big 12. Okay, maybe that's true, man. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's been the consistent narrative from the, from the supporters of the conference. Well, look at this. Turned on Sports Center. Who's on the tube? Deion Sanders won't need to have his left foot amputated at this time, undergoing surgery today to treat two blood clots in uh, both of his legs. There you go. Dude, you cannot take your health for granted. No. I mean, that guy was a world-class athlete. And blood clots will kill you. Think that's HIPAA? It, it's brutal, yeah. man. It, you just feel so bad for the guy. You feel so bad for the guy. You know, like you just... Yes. You feel terrible for him. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cougar Track says, are you going to do a show from Texas? Yes, we will broadcast live uh, from Texas both days. Uh, thanks to our friends at Blade HQ. Uh, and, of course, our friends at Big O Tires and American Fork. Uh, just a rowdy dude from South Carolina says, George Klyovkov would commit illegal acts just to get a deal the ACC has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand these grant of rights need to need to go away. Yes. I'm just telling you, you see all of these professional teams doing deals in their local markets. I do not know why. I do not know why more, more teams don't do that. I think the issue is, is that the, at the professional level, 
you have less saturation. Still a lot, still three or four professional teams in different leagues and stuff in almost every market. But in college, it's like, hey, you got to battle with those professional teams to get time on on the air. So I think everyone just kind of reverted to grant of rights and, hey, let's just do it at the network level. But I'm a huge believer that I think, you know, again, Washington State would have a nice large shovel to dig out of that money hole with if they could sell their own stuff. They would. Absolutely, Maybe. they would. Maybe. I, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not all the way convinced that that's good for everybody. I'm not. Kent Hone says, I agree with you on the Big Ten, but how in the world did they get such a good TV deal with only two to three teams? Business acumen. Business. Dude. Because they are in business with Fox on the Big Ten Network, and the Big Ten Network's been one of the few league, league channels uh, that's been a success understand the type of people that live in the Midwest, understand how football works in the Midwest, where the Big Ten is primarily, right? People in the Midwest are not transient. That You have to understand I agree that, with that, yes. that people in the Midwest typically are generational. So you have two, three, four generations deep that go through a house that stay, that, that sort of have that heritage. And so you know, your Nebraska fan or your Iowa State's or hell, Ohio State, like whoever you want to look at, you have that brand loyalty. So even if you're a two-win team or even if you're Nebraska chilling at the bottom, yep. you're still going to make that bread because yep. what does Fox give a damn about? Yep. They don't care if you're a college football playoff team. They care that people are watching the game so they can sell the time. That's all they care about, man. Yep. Ryan Parker says uh, the way to shut down all this bluster is to just sign a deal, Pac. Well, well, I don't think they can take that risk, though. The, the, the Respectfully, man, to just be like, well, yeah, we just need to sign a deal. Well, unfortunately, you don't have that kind of financial flexibility. Just be like, yeah, let's just get this over with. Can't do that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Adam Solomine says the pack went two years without winning a bowl game. Finally won three of seven last year. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the, the problem is the problem with the pack 12 is that you have, you have never had calm waters in the pack 12. Yeah. I mean, you've always been, you've always been walking uphill because of the stubbornness of Larry Scott. I think you've always been, you've always been fighting currents that you just, shouldn't be fighting and nobody else is fighting. So your bull relationships are impacted. Your sponsorship relationships are impacted. You're not on direct TV. You're not like it's, it's never been what it should have been. It never been. It, it's never been what it should have been. You know, like it's just, it's just not Yeah. the bull thing. I, I, I really don't care. And I probably shouldn't. It's a college football fan. You probably don't want to hear me say this. I don't care about 99% of the bulls because the pool and weed eater bull who gives a crap <laughs> about the New Mexico bull. Yeah. Who really cares about the, Hey, uh, we're the grass seed growers of America. Bull. Hey guys. Dot com. Dot net. Like who cares? Who cares? There are, there, there are, Dude, give me a New Year's Six Bowl. Give me the college football playoff. I'm watching all of that. Pioneer Pure Vision Las Vegas Bowl. Man, wow. What a... I'm just not that excited about it. You know, like, I, I, I just not. You know. But that's just me. Matt Hart. Hi, Matt. People from the Big Ten are also across the country, and they love their college football. They have a huge fan base. Yeah. 
They do. And you have people in the in the Pac-12 saying, well, our fan base is in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, dude. Thanks for hurting your TV deal. Yeah. Uh, Brass Ball says the ACC has one team with everyone else in that league a distance second. Yeah. We built this program on NIL. Salty Drunk says ETA on draft reaction, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, about 15 minutes. Uh, Tom says conferences need to go away. Do like soccer does, Premier League and relegation. Everybody talks about relegation. Do you know how difficult it is to do that? How do you do TV deals if you don't have Tuscaloosa? If you don't have, hey, Alabama had a bad season. They got relegated. What do you have to do? You have to win the second tier? To, I mean, that's bad for business in college football. Re relegation in any amateur sport is bad for business. Notice he said amateur, not amateur. Well, isn't that the proper yeah, nomenclature? that's the nomenclature now, amateur. Right. Um, I think you look at soccer's different. It's generational. It's always had relegation. Or, I mean, the NBA. The NBA's not deep enough. Major League Baseball's not deep enough. You know, like, why would you... you in a lot of... What, do you want to drop down... You want to drop Washington State to Division Two, For what? What did you accomplish there? Poughkeepsie Technical Institute now gets promoted? Yeah. I mean, and it's too difficult to win as a as a, a good luck BYU going get into a bowl game this year. And that's a major call. That's a power five program going into the Big Twelve. Relegation I just think wouldn't work. Yeah. And Tom, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just think when you when you look at the system, relegation in college, it just to me doesn't work. Yeah. Truck stop Gumby says cow turd. Cow turd. Uh Saul Goodman. Nick Saban is a better man. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Okay. Uh, will my balls itch? <laughs> will my balls itch? Anita Dick and Ming. Uh, relegation would need a single encompassing TV contract. Scock. Truck Stop Gumby says soccer sucks. <laughs> well, thanks for hey, no reset. Um, they have Foster's Farm Bowl in Santa Clara the last couple of years at Levi's Stadium. The Roadies Stadium. Humanitarian Bowl. There you go. Salty Drunk says, love that cow turd drop. Mm -hmm. People love, love it. Mm -hmm. I love it too. Mm -hmm. Hey, cow turd. Hey, cow turd. I love it too. Um, I don't love it as much as I love making money, which is why you should go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Uh, we talk about it all the time. They bring you all of our Utah Jazz and NBA coverage on the Monty Show. TryDayTrading.com. I love the guys over there because they give it to you any way you want it, right? Like if you want to if, if you want to try it out, if you're like, I don't, day trading's a scam. Okay, get into their $10 30-day trial membership. They'll give you the entire program in that 30 days. 10 bucks, 30 days, they'll show you all their cards. Then make a decision. I cannot tell you how many skeptics have gotten into the 30-day the trial membership for $10, which, by the way, goes to charity. It does not go in the pockets of the guys at Tri-Day Trading. goes to charity, right? So many people are like, oh, it's a scam. They go through the 30-day trial membership. They're like, dude, I'm in. Because you learn very quickly. You want to do it full-time because you're tired of your boss and you're tired of going to work? TriDayTrading.com. Make thousands of dollars a day. They have full-time traders every day in this country, throughout the globe, in fact, who make thousands of dollars a day.
TridayTrading.com. Hey, I want to do it as a side hustle. Like I just need to pay my, I bought a Jag and I need the $700 a month to make my car payment. TridayTrading.com. Spend an hour in the morning, program your systems, go to work, come home. You made a bunch of money. Jag's paid for. Yep. TridayTrading.com. Let me show you your future for 10 bucks. If I said to you, I'll show you your future for 10 bucks, would you do it? Of course you would do it. Get the 30-day $10 membership, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, TridayTrading.com. Uh, let's get a couple more comments in here before we uh, switch gears. Uh, Mike Smith says, side hustle cow turd. <laughs> now that's going to be, a, you know. Uh, War Room. Other rumor is big as I, North Carolina, Miami, Virginia. Eh. I, I just don't know how do you eye North Carolina, Miami, and Virginia with a 55,000-year-long grant of rights. Yeah. And by the way, if you're going to eye Nor- uh, North Carolina, you're not eyeing Duke. And by the Come way, on. by the way, I just don't think the Big Ten, everybody loves to do this. Oh, the Big Ten is eyeing these people. Well, I heard, I was taking a dump the other day, and there was some etching. Yeah, there was some etching on the bathroom stall. And reading the hieroglyphs, <laughs> the hieroglyphs. And then when I stood up and I, I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at the writing on my poop log. Oh, dude. Hey, look at me. And from what I understand, what I understand, Wachahatchee, North Bergen Technical Institute of Truck Driving uh, Ecology Studies <laughs> University is getting into the Big Ten because the Big Ten is vetted and, cleared. you know, cleared. That's the untrained eye. You know? I mean, Jimmy's Paramedic Training Institute's getting into the Big Ten. They're vetted and cleared. No, I'm not doing that. Like, I love this whole thing. Well, you know, they talked, they talked to Mabel's Culinary Arts Institute. And Mabel got vetted and cleared. She's joining the Big Ten, $100 million. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. I mean, they only have a pickleball team. But that's $100 million <coughs> a year on NBC <coughs> After Dark. <coughs> USC Pickleball versus Nancy's Culinary Arts Institute of Harry Beavers. No, no, no. <laughs> Karen's Art Institute. Uh, you know. Guys, 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 guys. Guys, 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 guys. Guess what I heard? Guess what I heard? I was listening to Cow Turd the other day. And he told me that a friend of his told him from a friend of theirs. The cow Turd. That his wife was getting waxed for Mother's Day. And... You know, do you guys remember wind talkers? Well, she farted, and it just so happens the anesthetician was a wind talker. And when she farted, she heard in the wind of her fart that Karen's acrylic nail manufacturing institute of technical colleges (laughs) got vetted and cleared by the Big Ten. Here I am. All of this from a fart, uh, fart talker. <laughs> I mean, who's, who's, <laughs> bro? I just don't. I, I love that. Oh, vetted and cleared. It is what it is. Yeah, fuck off. That's what it is. Like vetted and <laughs> like we heard. We got so tired of hearing vetted and cleared that we actually like started trying to figure out what that meant. And we talked to people, and they're like, "Well, that's not a real thing. Vetted and cleared. Here's what it means." Hey guys, the, the Big Ten. Talk to Fox, CBS, and NBC. And really, it's CBS and NBC mm-hmm. because of the way the language and the contract in the Big Ten is structured. 
hey, are you guys willing to kick down for Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington? And the answer was yes. Vetted and cleared. <laughs> you're welcome. Wow. You're, wel- you're Man. welcome. Man. Dude. Borlon Angel. Monty and Jake. You have to visit Papado's Seafood while you're in Dallas, Arlington area. Trust me, you'll love it. Well, for I would. Let but, me pull out the fart sounds again. But from what I understand, Papado's Seafood has been vetted and cleared. I don't know what that means. Uh, Connor Johnson says, I'm, I vetted and cleared the Cox versus Beavers matchup and confirmed it would break viewership records. His cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Drew Christensen. Monty, if you only eat at Super Chicks, you need to upgrade your sandwich to the Bacavo which is clearly the best sandwich there. Why? Dude, that's facts. I mean, that's, why start I, that's, a fight? You know, that's that's facts. facts. Okay, so have you guys been to Super Chicks yet? I'm sure you have. And you guys know that when I go to Super Chicks as a real man with, you know, actual testosterone, uh, I get a <coughs> a wonderful <coughs> artistic creation called the Deluxe, which is lettuce, tomato, and pickle, all chopped fresh every day in house. With a big, plump, juicy chicken breast, deep fried, I'm one of the best buns in the chicken business. Super Chicks is amazing. They cut everything fresh in-house every day. And I love the fact that their chicken breast is never frozen. I love the fact that they don't, well, this this economy, bro, time for thighs. No. That's not going to take place here. Always chicken breast. And you got to get the French fries, salt and pepper only, please. Thank you. And their ranch with pure Colombian cut cocaine in it because it's addicting. There's nothing to talk about. Uh, There's nothing to talk about. Truck Stop Gumby says breasts are always good. They are. They're amazing. Tulane Tim says Hardee's. No, Tulane Tim. No. Hardee's? No. Dude. Because it's garbage. Mike Maple's daughter's boyfriend just moved up a notch in my book by getting and enjoying the deluxe. Hiscock. what i'm saying the deluxe is where it's at the deluxe is where it's at uh adam solomon hey money did i mention i i too lost a pound and a half a week vegan taco bell is no joke stop stop why bring that up you know this child over here is going to start playing fall vegan taco bell hey man beans beans the musical food the more you eat the more you too yeah dude yep yep stop yep stop Stop it. Darn it. Barfing chickens. Top golf chicken sandwich is good. Not super chips. Nah, bro. No. Salt. Like, oh, Canes. Here's the problem. Everything at Canes is frozen processed food. It's internal. Everything at Super Chicks is naturally awesome because they cut it fresh in house every day. Yes. All their tomatoes, their onions, their everything is fresh chopped in house every day. All their produce. I'm t- if you haven't been to Super Chicks, you got to do it. You got to do it. Cougar Tail says, I swear I'm watching Nickelodeon. Well, Dave's in opposition. I, okay. Adam, are we going to have food fights on Friday? Uh, there's been a huge influx of cats and strollers at Taco Bell since they added vegan. Cats and strollers. <laughs> no. Uh, Mike Smith, vegan Taco Bell turns you into a salad shooter, dude. Bro, chill. I'm just... And this is a true story. Taco Bell, if you didn't hear, added vegan items to their menu. Why? Why would you go to, oh man, you know, 
Dude, I I was guys, 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 guys. I, I, I was, hey guys. I was sitting out in the forest the other day. <laughs> and I ate some tree bark and I was like, this shit's amazing. Let's go to Taco Bell. They have vegan food. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Who goes to Taco Bell for vegan? Oh man. Bro, I heard their tofu at Taco Bell. Man. Man. You ingest that stuff anally? Oh my god. Hugh Janus. <laughs> it's amazing. And the alfalfa sprouts, dude, dude, I man. And then the Whataburger, what do they call those? The patty, the, um, the, um, the non-meat, the Wonderlick, not Wonderlick, holy uh, shit. Wonder oh my God. Impossible Burger. Impossible. Impo well, the impossible meat at, at, let me just tell you. The impossible meat at, at Taco Bell, <laughs> when you, when you put, the alfalfa sprouts in there with the tofu and then you, you know, sun don't shine. Bro, what are you talking about, man? It's my no-no zone, but let me tell you, when you ingest it that way. Don't touch me there. That, sir, is my no-no square. It's amazing. It's vegan and shit. Trust me. <laughs> Stay hard. <laughs> what happened to this show? Wow. What happened you to know, this show? It's going so well. Joshua Oates says hello. Well, hello, Joshua. Well, hello. Perfect timing. Uh, truck stop Gumby, a salad shooter was a kitchen appliance that chopped up veggies easily. Yes, it is. Do we not know what salad shooters are? Come on now. BK Impossible Burger. No, the Impossible Whopper is actually pretty crappy. It's not very good. Uh, Joshua Oates, Impossible Meat Anything is not good. That's a lie. There are some actual really. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Uh, Maury Alvarez, seriously, if you want the runs, just get an enema. <laughs> dude, dude. Just take a dice and AC, okay? Just relax. Uh, welcome to Taco Bell. Order when you're ready. Hey, can I get the runs? Uh, would you like impossible meat or tofu on those runs? <laughs> Stop. Stop. Stop it. Uh, all right, if you still are here, and I'm questioning your sanity if you are, uh, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, let's get to the NBA draft on the Monty Show. Of course, all of our NBA draft presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Mm -hmm. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, who won the NBA draft last night, Jake? I mean, I think, obviously, I think the Utah Jazz did incredibly well. Um, I think there is no doubt in my mind that when you look at the NBA and you start looking at the draft grades, I, I, I don't know how you don't give how you don't give Charlotte an A plus for Brandon Miller. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how you don't give the Jazz with Taylor Hendricks at nine and Keontae George at sixteen and A as well. I thought it was a great draft for the Jazz. Yeah, I think the Jazz really you know, checked a lot of boxes. You know, a lot of people were, you know, after the first five picks, a lot of people were pretty pissed off that the Jazz, you know, didn't trade up to that number four slot for Ammon Thompson. And, and on yesterday's show, I talked a lot about how I would have loved to see them move up to number four to get Ammon Thompson. But at the same time, uh, you know, our sources told us that the prices were just too high. They were that 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 a lot of these teams, you know, uh, you know, the Rockets, the Pistons, asking too much. They're just simply asking too much. And so, you know, the idea that Danny Ainge was disciplined enough to step away from those offers and not overpay and not give away value, uh, I think is brilliant. And yeah, I do think you know Taylor Hendricks can can help this team quite a bit. I do think. 
Keontae George can help this team quite a bit. Uh, I do think Bryce Sensabaugh is a good pick down there. Now, he's a one-sided player, absolutely, but he can get buckets off the bench. And my stance on that pick, and we were talking about it in our members-only group last night, my stance is that this is a guy that's going to come off the bench behind Laurie Markkinen and get buckets for you. Now, I'm not saying the guy should even play 10 minutes at a time. Play dude seven minutes at a time. Allow him to go and score 10, 15 points a night for you and then work with him defensively. And if he doesn't get better defensively, now you know you know what his future is. But I just have to think that with development, this guy can turn into a, a pretty good contributor for this team. So the people saying that Sensabaugh was not a good pick, I just disagree with you. Oh, I think he was a great value pick there. I mean, I wish he could defend. Mm -hmm. But what the Jazz clearly did, and the reason I give them an A, is they added shooting. They addressed needs. They got better shooting. I mean, you can see that you need size and shooting to run in Will Hardy's system, and I mm -hmm. think Hendricks brings you that. Um, and in Keontae George, I, I, I think you, you saw a situation where you were really able to get a kid that I, I feel like, I, I mean, I don't know how you lose with him at 16. And there were so many people that were negative. I mean, he's 6'4", 185. Um, he's athletic. He is quick. And he is fast. He was, I mean, you... You watch any bit of Baylor basketball, he was better than everybody he went up against. I mean, he's a great fit. And I, I don't even know what you say about, about Taylor Hendricks. I, I just think that that was a spectacular pick. He's big. He can really shoot. I mean, other than, I mean, if you look at some of the better draft teams out there, I think Golden State was absolutely one of the better teams in the draft last, last night. I think the Houston Rockets... Getting Cam Whitmore at 20 was, Wild. I mean, unbelievable. Cam Whitmore, the guy that um, fell, I don't think I don't think there's any doubt that was shocking. But I, as you know already, I'm a huge Hammond Thompson fan. Um, and I think you look at Keontae Johnson in round two to Oklahoma City. I thought that was a really good pickup for them. Yep. Um, and I also look at, at some of the, the other picks. The Portland Trailblazers are a better team today than they were yesterday with Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Ryan Rupert. Um, I thought they had a really good draft for not having a first-round pick, the Sacramento Kings, specifically Jalen Slauson at 54, I thought was a really good value pick. Um, but, I mean, you can go up and down. Uh, City Sissoko, number 44 in the second round to San Antonio. Nobody talked about that pick. That was an incredible pick for them. I think they're an A... Um, I think Grady Dick ending up in Toronto is a wonderful fit. Yeah. He's going to get to run right away Absolutely. for Toronto. Now, the suit he wore last night was trash, but I thought that was really good. And then I think when you look at some of the other guys, I don't really understand what Orlando was doing with Jet Howard at number 11. I hated that pick. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at some of the players that were taken around him, I hated that pick. But I really like Anthony Black. I really like Anthony Black. And... If he's somebody that can, um, you know, fill in for a, a Markel Fultz and if, if he puts Cole Anthony on the bench, this is a fantastic pick. Mm -hmm. But I think they have a, a lot of risk there. I don't understand the New York Knicks not making a deal to get back into the first round. Yeah, You have the assets. Why didn't you do that? I don't understand that. Um, I, I, look at the, I look at the Chicago Bulls last night. I'm, I, admittedly, I'm a, I'm a Bulls fan. I don't think he improved this team at all last night. I, I really don't. Like Julian Phillips at 35, 
Why'd you even waste the pick? Agreed. I thought that that was bad. Um, I will also say that I think the Atlanta Hawks, I'm not necessarily sold that Cody Bufkin's a great fit in their system. I, I, I don't... I think that, that that pick for them is insurance to move on from Trey Young. That's what I think that is. And I'm not saying Kobe Bufkin is Trey Young. Uh, and I'm not even saying that his ceiling is as high as Trey Young's ceiling. But I do think that he can run an offense. I do think that he can he can he can get done what mm. you need to get done out of that position. And I think Atlanta has to make a choice. You're either gonna go all in and just die on the hill of Trey Young, or you're gonna move him and get on with actually trying to win something in the East. Yeah, I I Atlanta's got to do something other than nothing, in my opinion. I, that's all I really they've been don't. doing is nothing. I, I mean, honestly. I, yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. But I think I could make a pretty strong argument that Utah Jazz were the best draft class in the, in the league last night. Yeah, I mean, they got a ton of value for the picks that they had. And, and, and again, I, I, I think it's hard for a lot of Jazz fans to appreciate this, but I'm telling you, Danny Ainge last night, could have gone 10 ways to Sunday here, man. You, you could have easily overpaid. You could have said, hey, like, I've got all these picks and I'm just going to throw, you know, gasoline on the fire here and move up and get and get Ammon Thompson. Like, I'm just going to do that no matter what the price is. They could have easily gone that route, but they didn't. And I think that's really valuable because you still have uh, yeah. assets into the future. So, yeah, I, I, I think they had a great draft. I just, and the thing I don't understand is immediately jazz fans poo-pooed the Taylor Hendricks pick. And I think it's because clearly this is what we do for a living, right? I spend a lot of time getting to know guys. Taylor Hendricks has a jump shot that I'm excited about. The kid, the kid projects to be a very good three-point shooter in the NBA. Thanks. And I'm incredibly excited to add his size to marketing and Kessler, I think that's huge. And you look at the fact that he can guard threes, fours, fives. He can get his back to the basket and, and play. Like, I'm really excited about him. I look at him. I mean, the guy that comes to mind is Antoine Jameson. That's who he reminds me of. And I think he is a very, very good pick. Mm -hmm. A very, very good pick. And I, I, I don't understand why so many jazz fans are down on on Hendricks? I I thought it was unbelievable. Yeah, I thought they did a very, very good job. Derek Roche says the Spurs won the draft. Um, ask me that in three years. If Victor Wembanyama is a no doubt about it, rocket ship superstar. Okay, cool. But he's a guy who again last night said he's not a center. He says he's not a center. So you're going to be a 3-4 combo guy. How are you going to guard anybody defensively? Good luck. I'm just asking. Like, if, if, the, if the San Antonio Spurs won the NBA draft last night, explain to me what is, what is Victor Wambanyama, what does he project to be? Because right now, nobody is projecting him to be right out of the gate a superstar. Because I think he's a work in progress. He's mm -hmm. a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I, it was actually refreshing last night to hear NBA people saying, "Hey, this is a project. He's a work." Like, do you guys understand that when he bounces the ball, 
It's a 10-foot bounce of the basketball. You understand that, right? Like, he's 7'5". He's 7'5". His step-back jumper, he has to cover about 14 feet. Um, 14 fucking feet to do a step-back jumper? Um, um, you don't have a release quick enough to shoot over guys in this league if you got to go 14 feet. Mm-hmm. Those like he's a guy that wants to have a handle and shoot threes and play a finesse game. He wants to be Luka Doncic, but he's seven five and he's got a massive wingspan. How yeah. does how are how are you going to execute that, my man? Yeah, and I think the real trouble with it is that that just has again when you play like that at that size and in that frame. That has ligament issues written all over it, man. Because think about it. And I would say this about anybody. I mean, again, it's it's what's plagued Kevin Durant. Why do you think Kevin Durant popped his Achilles? Well, because he's really tall, and he's been running on that thing for how long? Now, to his credit, he rehabbed it, and he's had no issue with it. But you see my point. If you're constantly doing step backs or trying to play on the wing or trying to be on the perimeter, like you're asking your body to do gnarly things. Bad things happen in that instance. I, I mean, at some point, it will become widely accepted that you can body this guy and you can get to this guy defensively in certain ways. Like, he can, if you let him get to the elbow, yeah, you're probably going to have a tough time stopping him. Absolutely. But you can't tell me that, uh, uh, you know, a 6'9 Taylor Hendricks wouldn't give this guy a little bit of problem, right? A guy who's long, lanky, quicker than VW is. Yeah. Right? Like those are the kind of that's the kind of size you need to mess around with this guy. Now, a 6'4, six, 6'3 six, guard, yeah, you're that's obviously a mismatch. He's just going to shoot right over you, which I think a lot of teams, you know, are going to live with at 29% from three in the French league. Like, I think you're going to live with that in the NBA. Yeah, I don't. He's a project. I think in five years, he has a chance to be a very good player. But I think this first season, it, you better temper your expectations with Victor Wembanyama because it is, it is going to be really difficult to find a matchup at the three-four where he can compete. And we we've played this game before. Like, look at the threes in this league. Hmm. What is Jason Tatum? What is Devin Booker? What is any of those caliber of guy do to him? Mm -hmm. Okay, you put him in the four. How does he handle a Laurie Markkinen? How does he handle a Walker Kessler? How, how is he going to defend a Walker Kessler? How is he going to defend a Joel Embiid in pick and roll? Because they're going to pick and roll him. Julius Randle. Like, that's going to be a question mark. That is going to be a very big question mark. Um, let's see. Salty Drunk says, I think VW will be uh, dictated by Pop, not by what he says. Well, I hope so. I hope so. If that's yeah. the case, then I feel a little better about it. I think Victor Wambanyama doesn't go there and, and do what you want him to do. I think Victor Wambanyama goes in there and is like, hey, here's what I want to do. Because they've let him write his own ticket already. Yeah. I mean, it, somebody compared it to Shohei Otani last night. That, hey, the, the Angels let Shohei do whatever he wanted to do. And the Spurs are probably going to handle Victor Wambanyama the same way. And I think that'd be a mistake. Um, salty drunk. OKC did well getting uh, Wallace, Kaysen Wallace. Uh, it will help Josh at the point and great defensively. Yeah, I. the thing that I wonder about 
with him is his ability to shoot. He is a wildly ineffective and inefficient offensive player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's, he's a wonderfully physical defender. That, that is absolutely true, but don't you have that in Lou Dort already? And the question is, hey, if this guy averaged two steals a game in college, what, what, is he, what does he bring? And does he ever, because he's not even 20 years old yet, does he ever turn into Marcus Smart? Because that's who a lot of people compare him to. Mm-hmm. But if he's Marcus Smart, who's he going to play instead of? Because he, he's not a good three-point shooter. Right. Again, wildly inefficient offensive player. Really good defender. Right? And didn't they add Davis Bertans last night as well? Or yesterday? Uh, I can check. Yeah. I mean, you added some guys, and the only thing that I worry about with Oklahoma City is I feel like you added some guys that are going to have tough times getting on the floor for you. Yes, they added Davis Bertans. I don't think Davis Bertans ever sees the floor in Oklahoma City. How, how instead of, because he is terrible defensively. He is a liability defensively. Yes, he is. He makes Duncan Robinson look like a lockdown defender. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Davis Bertans is a problem defensively. It's why he bounced around a little bit. Can he shoot the three? Sure he can. But if you think about Josh Giddy or Jalen Williams or Chet Holmgren, who everybody's forgotten about. Seriously. Like, who are you going to... You know, like, what about Pukashevsky? Like, where did, like, who is he going to play instead of? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a really good question. That's, that was my one concern about OKC is like, hey, like, where in this rotation of young guys, in this rotation of young guys, Bertans is an afterthought. Yeah. And where does Casey Wallace fit in? Because he's a guard on a team that's deep at the guard. Yeah, I think what's tough is that, you know, in, in the league, if you're going to be a one-sided player, being offensively one-sided is probably better than defensively, right? I mean, you look at Sensabaugh, offensive player, not a good defensive player. But you can kind of get away with that. Whereas if you're defensive first, if you're Ochai Agbaji and you're defensive first, and then you bring your shot along, that's a little tougher in my opinion. You really have to be good defensively yes. to earn minutes. Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily believe that. I don't know. We'll see. I think OKC is in a really good spot with what they have. It's just a matter of what do you do, man? What do you do? Um, let's see. Who else we got? Uh, Shooter Texas. Keontae George is an excellent point guard. He has the ability to be better than Tony Park. Stop. Come on. So the greatest, one of the greatest point guards of all time. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? No, he, no, no, he does not. Um, I like him. I like Keontae George a lot. Um, the biggest question is he's not a great athlete and he doesn't have a great body. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge problem. Um, he is somebody that relies heavily on creativity. Um, he is somebody that, you know, when you look at his numbers, um, 33.8% three-point field goal shooter. 
Does that translate to the NBA? Now, is he quick? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, is he fast? Yes, he is. Um, but he's got a frame where if he gets in the weight room, he can absolutely put on some muscle, which would be great. Yeah. He's a bucket getter, too. Yeah. Which I really like. He's a bucket getter. Um, he's aggressive. He is by far at his best when he is on the move and attacking dudes. But again, he has he has the issue is he he shoots a lot of threes and he isn't efficient at it. Yeah. And yeah. he to me, his athletic ability, his quickness, can he will get better as an athlete. He's gotta put out he's gotta build his body. His body's not great. It's wrong to say he's not a great athlete. His body's not great. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest concern. Is he big enough to play at the NBA level? Well, and I, I think it brings back this conversation about the Jazz developing guys now that Fizdale is gone. I, I mean, is does that, you know, with Fizdale being gone, does that does that mean they're less able, or does that just mean that they that he built structure and built culture, and now they can still do it because he, you know, because of you know how good his contribution was? That's what I think is really the huge question mark if you're a Jazz fan looking at these guys like again whether it is Keontae George whether it is Sensaba like these guys have clear holes in their game I mean even Taylor Hendricks I mean there's things to work on all you these know? guys do yeah and, and and I think as a rookie coming into the league yeah your body you know for some of these guys Keontae George specifically here uh yeah you got to build your body a little bit here man and and I think if you choose not to do that uh you're you're going to be on the injury report a lot so to me yeah, the Jazz need to show that they can still develop guys because I think last year's success was built on that. It what like Lori Markinen last year didn't exist two years ago, three years ago. I mean, Chicago Bull, Cleveland Cavalier, Lori Markinen was not this guy. And I look at Ochai's progression, like he was not that guy at the beginning of the year, but now he's someone they've chosen to keep for good reason. So if they can stay on that trend, you look at a guy like Keontae George, and you're like, yeah. This guy could turn into something nice for us. You know, Sensabaugh, if he can learn how to play defense, that's a nice pickup, man. That could be a difference maker for you. So, again, can they develop guys? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't I think they can. I think they can. I mean, I, I yeah. Uh, Adam Solomon, ESPN gave the Clippers a D for their draft. Well, I, what were you doing with Kobe Brown? Help me understand that pick. Kobe Brown, I think, is 37 years old. Um, Kobe Brown is a player that I am really wondering about. Like, he's not ex he's not explosive. He doesn't move. He's not somebody that moves well. 32-inch um, max vertical leap at the combine. Um, that's a little scary. Um I, I don't know. I don't understand that pick at all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, clearly I don't, they like that he's a little older. You know? Well, but he, I mean, he's going to be a distributor in the NBA. I mean, because the kid can pass. The guy, he's 23. You drafted a guy 30th that's 23 years old. Yeah. That's, dude, I, mm, I don't know about that. Uh, Shooter Texas, dude, I didn't mean better today. Give me a few years and he will get there. He's not better than Tony Parker. And why do you why would you ever compare any any guard coming into the NBA to Tony Parker? Do you understand the enormity of that sentence? He's better than Tony Parker. Or could be. 
Do you understand that Tony Parker is arguably the best point guard in the history of the NBA? Ever. I said ever. Like, why would you heap that on top of him? Uh, that, uh, that I don't understand. Uh, Julian says, from the Jazz perspective, Taylor Hendricks greater than Cam Whitmore. Dude, there was clearly something in Cam's profile that people didn't like. Clearly. He was picked at 20th. So, I think Taylor Hendricks is the exact profile of a player you need on this team. He's an elite three-point shooter. And will that translate to the NBA? I have not seen a thing that would tell me it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I, I, he, he is big. He is a guy that can shoot. He can do multiple things. He can play at different levels. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, Dude he is the exact three that you need on this team. You now have... If, if you develop him and all things remain equal, mm -hmm. if you can play he, he alongside Laurie Marketing and Walker Kessler for the next three years. Bro, that's some size, dude. And Keontae George can be your guard. You, I mean, you're in a much better position. Like, and Keontae, what does Keontae George got to do with Cam Whitmore? Like, jazz fans have got to stop the hang up on Cam Whitmore. And if Cam Whitmore turns out to be Michael Jordan, okay, cool. There was something Danny didn't like at the moment he had to make that decision. So you you gamble every day in this league. Mm -hmm. You can't compare. I just don't understand the need to be like, oh, I should have drafted Cam Whitmore. Okay, well, were you in the room and do you know why they didn't? Then how can you say they should have drafted Cam Whitmore? Like, and it, yeah. admittedly, Cam Whitmore went on ESPN radio last night and railed the NBA and said, I have no whatsoever he said i promise you i have zero medical issues there was something there medically or otherwise that teams didn't like yeah teams Clearly. didn't like it so i i have no problem with them passing on that uh adam solomine says p.s solomine solo mini dude bro how would i have any idea that it's solo mini solo mini yeah, I mean, I, like, come on, bro. Where is the Italian? I'm just going to call you Solo from now on. That's the name that stands out to me. But I appreciate you being Italian because so am I. Uh, Philip Dolan, you're, you are smoking crack if you think Tony Parker is the best NBA point okay, guard who's ever. Who's the best NBA point guard ever then, bro? Are we really going like, to do are, this? Do we really need to do this? Let me guess. You're going to roll out Pete Maravich. You're going to roll out some old head. Do you guys understand the accomplishments of Tony Parker? Do you understand the success? Do you understand the statistical level of eliteness I in mean, his career? Do you understand <clears throat> that he's a four-time NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, six-time All-Star, uh, All-NBA, All-NBA rookie, All-First team, uh, his numbers retired, he's a Eurobasket MVP, two-time FIBA Eurobasket top scorer, two-time FIBA European Player of the Year, Go find me a resume that's better. And, oh, by the way, yeah, he averaged 15 and a half points and scored 19,000 points. Guy, are you serious? He averaged five and a half assists per game. Man, he's got a, a Eurobasket gold. He's got a, a under 18 championship. Like, the guy won at every level. And and now we're gonna sit here, and I, you are because I'm not I'm not gonna entertain it. You want to sit here and rip Tony Parker? Nah, good luck.
You go do that somewhere else because I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, I think that's a futile argument. Tony Parker's one of the best point guards the league's ever seen. Now, I, I mean, if I'm not doing I, it. I, I'm a huge fan of Tony Parker versus Steve Nash and comparing their games and, you know, just how they went about it. I, I've always loved those type of conversations like, hey, let's compare these two guys. But the better than or worse than thing, I think, is just it's a tired and, conversation, and, bro. And the issue is who's the best point guard? Of it, of this generation, Steph, in my opinion, but it's a it's a it's a debate. A lot of people would say Kyrie, but I think Steph. I the reason I say Steph is because I think Steph changed the game. That's why. But so Tony Parker is the reason the Spurs won championships. That's true. Yep. He's the reason that. I mean, are we really having this discussion? Like, pick a point guard. Uh, who's a Chris Paul? Another good example. Who's taken Chris Paul over Tony Parker? Because you're high if you take Chris Paul over Tony. Tony Parker has probably four or five times the accolades <laughs> that Chris Paul has. Who I think is a no doubt about it Hall of Famer, Chris Paul. But what's the obvious difference? Winning. Tony Parker's got an NBA Finals MVP and four championships and was part of arguably the greatest dynasty of his era. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I don't, I, I hate the, mm. salty drunk. How important is it drafting a kid who is happy to go to a certain location? Retention of these kids has been a factor. It has been. Oh, it absolutely has been. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think the whole Salt Lake is too small conversation. Again, not to be repetitive. I think that's a tired-ass conversation. I think I think it's all about perspective. I think guys more care about the owner they play under than the than necessarily the city, although the city's a bigger factor. It is. Right? So, like, if you're like Devin Booker in Phoenix is one we've been talking about for years, right? You look at... You know, obviously Donovan Mitchell, you know, uh, had some things to say, but Don's kind of a different guy. Don's very active politically, you know, so I kind of in the big picture would put him as sort of a as, you know, an outlier in terms of guys leaving towns. Like, again, you look at Kevin Durant seemingly being willing to play anywhere at this point i mean the guy was drafted in okc really he was drafted in seattle yep. then got put in okc played there for a good long time almost won a championship lost to lebron you know i mean i i just think that guys at this level inside the top 10 don't necessarily care about like look at Giannis. Gian, if you said hey yeah you're gonna uh milwaukee what what do you think yeah how about los angeles but he didn't say that no he built his game and took them and won a final uh, or won a championship. Like, like, so I don't necessarily think that the city has as much to do with it if they have a good owner. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary says, Jake looks so out of it. Okay. Do you look out of it? I don't feel, I, I don't feel out of it. You okay? I'm good, man. Okay. Uh, Philip Dolan says the original Isaiah Thomas from the bad boys. Is, uh, I don't know how old you are. Did you watch? Did I'm like, first of all, Isaiah Thomas played in the '80s. Totally different generation. Mm -hmm. Totally different. And Isaiah Thomas hasn't won as much, 
I think, and I'd have to look up his numbers. I'm guessing he probably assisted more than Tony Parker. Do we just not care about championships anymore? Yeah. Is I, that I, what this is? Like, dude's got four championships, bro. Well, and I don't understand, like, the, the okay, well, then fucking Bob Cousy's better. Well, how would I know? They didn't play together, and they didn't play in the same generation. Right? Like, Steph Curry and Tony Parker are completely different players. Yes. And Steph Curry's not a point guard. Steph Curry's a shooter. The point guard on the Golden State Warriors is Draymond Green. Brings the ball up, I think it's 80-something percent of the time. Yeah. Yep. What does Steph Curry do? Steph Curry runs off of screens. They play totally different positions. Yeah, Tony Parker was a more traditional point guard for sure. Like, why do we have to rip Tony Parker? Well, like, I my guess is, this is the Taylor Hendricks frustration last night. My guess is anybody that is saying that that Isaiah Thomas is a better point guard either didn't see Isaiah Thomas play or didn't see Tony Parker play. Yeah. One of the two. One of one of the two. Because you can't you can't truly I think you're just you're probably just trying to stir the pot. I, I think you're you're I think you guys you're just trying to stir the pot. That that would be my guess. I don't know though. Uh OG Gary says you're seriously telling me you're building around Parker? Let me answer that. No. Tony Parker? I don't understand that. What do you mean? Uh, Steph is a better point guard. Kyrie has better handles. Fuck Kyrie. All right, America's favorite anti-Semitic. <laughs> You're taking fucking Kyrie over Tony Parker. Are you kidding me right now? You're taking Kyrie Irving over Tony Parker. Man, that's tough, bro. I, no, it's all not. Things considered, you got to take Tony Parker, but championships, teammates, building dynasties, multiple generational dynasties. Yeah, I don't think we winning defined, with different players. I don't think we defined off the court issues. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, he, Kyrie Irving, quite literally yeah. left Cleveland because he wanted to win and hasn't smelled a championship since. That's the truth. Yeah. Ruin Boston, ruin Brooklyn. Now in Dallas with the black hole, Luka Doncic. Are you seriously saying you're going to take Kyrie Irving, America's favorite anti-Semite, over Tony Parker? Yeah, I think one thing that people really struggle with is that is that you don't consider the team element. You don't consider, you know playing high leverage games consistently throughout your career like i agree kyrie irving the basketball player just skill set one-on-one is one of the best basketball players the game's ever seen i i just don't think you can dispute that but when you look at resumes and greatest of all time as far as like what you did i i just don't understand why tony gets so much hate i mean again four-time champion throw out all the overseas shit i, I don't care about any of that i'm talking about I'm talking about dominating dudes. I'm talking about being the motor that drove Man. the Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili beast, dude. Like, if you like, I, I don't know, man. I don't, this is this is why I say like, like you gotta you you needed to have watched those teams because that Spurs generation is why the excitement of VW is here. Like, you guys need to understand that. Like, the the old head Spurs fan who was around for like the 80s and all that okay great i'm telling you most most spurs fans now who are millennials you know the the you know the biggest body of people in the u.s right now they understand what tim duncan manu ginobili and tony parker did 
And by the way, the guy that gets forgot all the time is Boris Diaw and some of the shots he hit. So like they had a great thing and they can have that again with VW. But this, this slander, this hate on Tony Parker is a little ridiculous. In my I mean, opinion. He is easily one of the most clutch postseason players ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the best pick and roll point guards you've ever seen. Uh, one of the best clutch shooters. He was not a great three-point shooter. Ask the but Oklahoma City Thunder what they think of. Yes. of yes. Ask the, like, oh, my God. Yes. Like, ask the Miami Heat in the finals in 20, I don't know, 2012, what they think of Tony Parker. Yes. Holy cow. That's amazing to me. I mean, you look at Steph's resume. Like, obviously, Steph's done a lot for the game. Still four rings, just as yeah. many as Tony Parker. Talking with Raphael Podcast, here it is. This is the best point. He let Ava Longoria go. Huge loss. Well, like, and that's how I look at it. I mean, you know. Uh, salty drunk. The criteria for judging Tony Parker has to be considered if he's judged on team, uh, team influence or skill in general. I don't think Tony Parker was a great outside shooter. I mean, he wasn't known for his three-point shot, dude. Dude, do you guys understand that he shot the Spurs? I, I, I'm I, just guessing then that you haven't seen Tony Parker. Ask the Oklahoma City Thunder if Tony Parker can shoot. Yeah, I mean, his That's best, best three-point <laughs> shooting year was 14-15. In 68 games, he was a 42% three-point shooter. <laughs> right, now, the last... The last couple of seasons, 27, 25, 33, obviously he fell off. But I look at, you know, again, this run, wow. and again, this is, this is, this is the run, you know, 13, 14, 37%, 14, 15, 42%, 15, 16, 41. Like the guy was on fire, man. He won NBA championships in two different eras. Yeah. 20 aught and then 2013, 14. Also, he's the first French player to ever be a Hall of Famer, which I think matters. And he played a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, 1,200 I don't games in his yeah. career. And we can go on and on about it. I, I, I always enjoy the battles. I, I think the know. Tony Parker-Steve Nash conversation is, is a goaded NBA conversation. The two are just incredible. Solo says, stop disrespecting Mateen Cleaves with this Tony Parker talk. Okay, who wants to throw out the J I M M E R? Somebody, please. Somebody. Um, um, uh, Mike Maple um, says uh, Monty's going full. Tony's the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, salty drunk. I'm a Tony Parker fan, Monty. I'm not slandering him. No, I'm not saying you are, man. I'm saying that in this, just in the comment section, there's but a lot I, of Tony Parker. I mean, the, the problem is, dude. the problem is, you cannot possibly, you cannot possibly say he wasn't a good shooter. Like Tony Parker, well, okay, sh like shot the Spurs to two championships. Dude is not known as a three-point shooter. That's what I think the difference. Right. is. I don't think he's known it, but he played in a generation where guys didn't shoot nearly I as agree. many threes. I agree, but boy, he could knock it down. I, I, you, uh, you Victor's know. the way. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy says Tony Parker's very, very good. Duncan would have won back-to-back -back chips with Steph, Isaiah, Magic. No, CP. no, no. Maybe with Steph, not Isaiah. Definitely not Magic. Well, Drew makes a good point. Tony Parker would have no rings without Matt Bonner. Well, 
you know, here we go. J I M M. Come on, finish it. E R. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I asked for it. You delivered kind of like Papa Murphy's always does. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Tony Parker loves Papa Murphy's pizza. He downloaded the, uh, from what I understand, the greatest point guard, you know, besides Mateen Cleaves. Uh, downloaded the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 hairs or more. At Papa Murphy's Pizza, Saul Goodman says, let's eat calzones. Yes, please. Yes, please. I'm a huge calzone guy. By the way, uh, tonight is my 22nd wedding anniversary. Yeah, what's what's the game plan? It's Friday. We can, we can, you know, we've got business out the way here. What's the game the plan, game bro? The game plan for tonight. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? I I had many years ago, many years ago. Wow. I had Italian tacos way back in the day. I had some really good. Where's the Italian? Really good ricotta cheese. Ricotta. Ricotta cheese. Really good Italian sausage. Mm-hmm. Man, there's nothing like a good spicy Italian sausage with some. Are people myring? Ricotta cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Um, my wife is making me Italian tacos. Okay. And we are cleaning the hot tub tonight. Oh, is that what we're calling it? yeah that was pretty good stay hard that was pretty good Uh, i will uh i'll give you that no that's not that sounds cool so what how do you how do these tacos work though seriously so it's been a number of years since i had them but um they were just i mean is it just like is it just like a mexican taco or like what is it it is a pasta it's lasagna pasta or what you can use a tortilla. Um, I would probably go tostada shell, but I'm not making them. Right, right. Um, but it was ricotta cheese with. Um, yeah, th- this is the way right here. Check this out, bro. Yeah, this is the way. Yeah, so you okay? So it's like imagine like hard taco shell or soft taco shell rocking like a lasagna kind of look. That's just like sausage and yeah. cheese, and it just sounds so good. Yeah, with marinara. Yeah, yeah, dude, that sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah, so Mrs. Monty's going to make that tonight. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Saul Goodman says Italian tacos, yes. Never had them. Got to have them. Um, just wrap a ribbon around yourself, Monty, and let her have her way with you. Clean in the hot tub. Uh, Saul Goodman <laughs> says ricotta, not blue cheese. No blue cheese. Yeah, dude, blue cheese doesn't exist on this showroom. Joshua Oates says happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, Brady Cook, Tony Parker, and Steph are in my top five point guards of all time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, all time, they have one championship. Well, Tony's got four. I think he just used the word wrong version of one. Yeah, they have one championships. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Tostada basically saw Goodman says, yeah, and it's it's exquisite. Yeah, but can you imagine that? Like, I I would definitely be going hard shell. 
and just man, like three of those things. Oh man, dude, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I'm sure we'll have a salad of some kind or mm. another and mm-hmm. whatnot. But uh, well, miss- you like Italian uh, dressing too, huh? On your salad, Olive Garden Italian, Italian dressing. Oh yeah, oh, dude. my god, undefeated. Oh, stay hard. Oh my yeah, god, undefeated, dude. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Then tomorrow. Uh, we're going up to Canyons to play some golf. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, I want to remind you about uh, Canyons Golf has their memorial tournament coming up this week. Uh, 500 bucks a team. Uh, it is Tuesday, starts at 11 a.m. The prizes that you are getting in this tournament are amazing. Uh, they're going to have a Swanee's party um, and a shopping spree that starts at 930. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's a whole event, man. Prizes, meal, like it's all inclusive. Five hundred dollars per team. Teams of four. That'd be one hundred twenty-five dollars a player. I would love to play with you guys. You want to put a team together? Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Let's get up to Canyons uh, and do it. It is a it is a really good event. Um, it is going to be amazing. Uh, where it is a uh, Hawaiian themed tournament, so you can wear your best Hawaiian shirt, uh, which I think is amazing and. I'm telling you, I played the best, uh, the best nine of my career this morning. Shot 35 on the back nine. It's pretty good. Uh, drove the ball really well. Hit a uh, three wood off the tee um, within about five feet. Actually made the birdie putt. Uh, that was awesome. So I was happy about that. I actually carded two birdies. Missed an eagle putt today. Um, that was a tough putt, though. Yep, I had a really, really good putt. breakthrough on the driving range this morning with my driver, trying to figure out. I've struggled to get my hips through. Mm-hmm. Darren Ingram up at Canyons has been working with me on that. Yeah, had a little bit of a breakthrough on the driving <laughs> range. So let's go play the Memorial at Canyons Golf this Tuesday, uh, starting at nine thirty. Um, it's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. Let us let I, us know if you want to play, man. Yeah, I love it. I'll be up at Canyons this weekend on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Joshua Oates says yellow Aloha instead of four. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, yeah. John Dry said uh, an Italian taco is just a pizza folded. Okay. Could be. Don't, don't start with this, you know, right or left hole on a straw is a, you know, a sand, you know, is a hot dog, a sandwich. Don't start. Is cereal soup. Please don't Tom start. Tom Dean wants to know where Allen Iverson is in the point guard. It's not a winner, dude. Dude's not a winner. It's a big part of it. He's not a winner um, because if he was a winner, uh, he would have taken a buck shot from bucked up mm-hmm. uh, every single day Fast. game. Uh, you guys get not the buck shot samples. Not not, we talking about buck yeah, shot. Thank you. We talking about buck shot. Thank you. Uh, buck shot are back in stock at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase or, or I know get crazy Get crazy and get the Buck Bar sampler for free sent right to your front door. I, you guys know I have, I've said this pretty much every day for six weeks since I got these bars in my hands. I hate protein bars. I know I need them. Uh, protein is a vital, vital part of weight loss and satiation and not being hungry. This Buck Bar has absolutely changed me. I love them. The best part is they taste good. Never mind that they have great quality ingredients like whey protein isolate, uh, protein crisps, dates um, that help sweeten the bar so you don't get a ton of added sugar. They're great for refueling. Um, they are uh, what I I love. They call them guilt-free snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just think that they really are reliable and they're reliable because they're full of good nutrients. And it's a really good addition to your diet. If you're like me and you've struggled to find a protein bar you like, get the free sampler sent to your house and try them for yourself because I'm telling you, you try them once, you'll never, you'll never eat a different bar because the Buck Bar from Bucked Up is amazing. In the description on this show, there is a link to get free Buck Bars. Make sure you check it out. Buckedup.com. You can always use the promo code Monty to get 20% off because you're going to want to buy the Buck Bar after you get the free sampler sent to your front door. Absolutely. Um, wow. OG Gary says, all right, I'm going to, I'm a dip. Dude, I see, see how y'all it is, on dude. Monday. Like, what is that, dude? You're, right. you're copping out early, bro. All right. Like, come on, right. dude. Come on, man. You know, uh, oh boy. Oh geez. Oh my. What, what are we doing, dude? A hot dog is not a sandwich. It's closely related to the sub. Oh geez. But like, why? Why? I said, oh, gee, I know, oh, I, I, my. I, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. gee, I'm oh, my. Trying, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a hot dog is a sandwich. It is. Fucking A. It is meat between two pieces of bread, dude. What'd I just say? Because <laughs> he can't find the drop I want. Nope. Um, so I'm telling you that a hot dog is a sandwich. I am a firm believer a hot dog is a sandwich. Mm. Cereal is not soup. There's only one hole in a straw. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Uh, Montillo's a ribeye says subs are mid. They're not. They're not. Dude. We're like, okay. So am I the only one who thinks Jersey Mike's is the best sub sandwich in the business? I think Jersey Mike's absolutely stomps on Jimmy John's. Like, Jimmy John's is so boring. Like, I get a choice of white bread or square wheat bread. That's it. Jimmy John's is garbage, dude. Absolute garbage. Oh, dear. Oh, my. <laughs> it became personal with me. Are you going to apologize? Nah, did are, you, you? are you guys hearing that noise? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't hear anything. I... When you're ready to apologize, you let me know, young man. You let me know. Because it's garbage. Montiosa Ribeye says Jimmy, needs, Jimmy John's needs a toaster. Here we go. Firehouse is good. Are you ready to apologize? For what? God damn it. Okay. <coughs> well, Jake's done for the week. Been nice working with you. Uh, Mon Monty's busy resetting. Ain't no, here, ain't no reset. Ain't no, ain't reset. no reset. Thank you. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, Jersey Mike's is great as a garbage can liner. Oh, wow. get the hell out of here, bro. As a garbage Dude, can liner. bro. Because it's garbage. Wow. Guy, you know, we had such a good relationship, too, and now you got to go and say stuff like that, bro. Come on. Wow. Okay. Maybe your ma didn't go to heaven. Yeah, maybe your ma didn't go to heaven. All right, FC Bjorn. Wants to come in and start kicking people in the crank. In the crank. Only reason you say Tony Parker is the is the best is because you want the interaction on your channel. Okay. Well, it's been nice knowing you. Tom says, what do you guys think about NCAA football 24 coming back after a decade? Yeah. I'm 50. I don't play video games. Yeah. Oh, it's not Call of Duty? Mm. Yeah. I miss playing Madden, but you hate Madden because I used to use the Rover linebacker and just kick your ass at it. Yeah, it you're amazing. an asshole. I am. I am. Keep it real. Truck Stop Gumby. Um, 
But a sandwich is made of two separate slices of bread. A hot dog consists of a wiener on a bun. What you do in your, your personal time is up to you. Yeah, seriously. Uh, why hot dog eight package but ten hot dog bun packages? Because people are assholes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You know. You know. Uh, Mike Phillips. If you're an SLC, why would you get a sub from anywhere not named Caputo's? Oh, Caputo's. Because sometimes you're Groves not near Caputo's, bro. That's why. And Jersey Mike's is not garbage. It's good. I far prefer it. Yeah. John Dry says, uh, true, it doesn't make uh, sense. I guess in case you drop some buns. I mean, it could happen. You know. Um, <laughs> truck stop Gumby. Oh, my soulmate. Uh, Joshua Oates, NCAA football are awesome games. Great to see him coming back. Yeah, I think they are awesome yeah, games. Yeah, they, they survived the lawsuits. Yeah, there was a lot of lawsuits. I enjoyed playing them. Yeah. Can we talk about skinwalkers? Because we have a bunch of non-sports skin stuff. Skinwalkers. Bro, do you, have, do you guys know what skinwalkers I are? I did not know what skinwalker ranch was. It really hit me. Yeah, skinwalker ranch. You know, that ranch that's like, you know, haunted and, you know. Let me let me pull up. Let me re-pull up the definition. Ain't no resets. Yeah, let me reset here, you know, and just type in define skinwalker. So these are pictures from Skinwalker Ranch. Apparently, this place is haunted here in Utah. Has anybody in this room been to Skinwalker Ranch? Oh, wait, look at this picture. Did you guys see this picture of Skinwalker Ranch? Look at the Skinwalker okay. on the right. Sorry, we'll talk about Taylor in a minute. Okay, a Skinwalker uh, uh, is a creature that possesses the ability to transform into various animals embodying the essence of shape-shifting legends. This, I don't believe. I don't believe in this. Has anybody, so I'm sure that I, somebody's seen them. I saw them. I saw Skinwalkers. <laughs> Right? I'm sure. That's the untrained eye. Yeah, dude, that was not a skinwalker. That was a melting pile of Buddy shit. Buddy rolls up the Thanksgiving dinner with a skinwalker hey, bro, I was in this abandoned <laughs> building, and there was a skinwalker in there. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this place does look... I mean, this place looks crazy. No, it looks desolate. It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere, because it is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, they've got uh, some sort of skull on a post there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not... I, 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 Okay, let me ask this question. In the comments section, when you hear something like Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I saw a Skinwalker get drafted number one last night. Victor's the way. Dude. That's not Gabe. Dude. Gabe is here for it tonight. Dude, bro. Victor's the way. Gabe is here for I it tonight. I saw a Skinwalker get drafted number one last night. Wow. <laughs> Tom says, got to turn y'all off. You're going to invite them to all of us. <laughs> I swear if they show up in my room tonight, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, John Dry says, goat man and dog man. Joshua Oates says, a Skinwalker and Bigfoot play poker with the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see saul goodman yeti bigfoot wolfman you know truth philip dolan a hot dog should only have mustard and oh god don't dude okay Stop. see again why I'm see wait you're gonna hate on tony parker now you're gonna roll in here with garbage takes on hot dogs come on now uh adam salamini Rumor has it that Nancy Pelosi's a skinwalker. 
Mitch McConnell's a skinwalker. And we were Next saying that on CNN. Um, Walker Kessler has a ranch. I believe he does. Yeah, that's yes, yes. C. Kaufman, I thought you guys were talking about a. I don't know what. Gilstrap! Hey! Yeah. Gilstrap the skinwalker <laughs> is here! Fucking oh. asshole. <laughs> you got to change your name because I can't Bro. do it. Uh, just joined about an hour ago. Had to catch up. See what he did there? Catch up. Oh, catch, got ca- it. Catch Kinda up on like a hot skin dog. Skinwalkers do. Got catch, it. You know, got catch it. Catch up. You know. Mapes, what's up, my guy? Isn't it funny how uh, chupacabras... Hey, chupacabras only come out when you're drinking Patrons. It's okay, man. Uh, who the F put ketchup and mayo on a hot dog? Yeah, who Ket- puts mayo on a hot dog, dude? Like, Man, Lopes Fan Who the Gabe, f*** is that guy? Lopes Fan Gabe now is saying ketchup does not belong on a hot dog sandwich. And I just don't... Under- no, smoke. no, man, I don't understand why you want the hands, dude. I, you I don't, don't put ketchup on your... What do you put on your hot dog? Blue uh, mustard, cheese? onion, and relish, bro. Yeah, do you put blue cheese on your hot dog? You like, know, all shapeshifters put ketchup on their hot dogs. Dude. I'll ask them next time I never see them again. Man. Uh, Adam Salamini, a skinwalker and a chupacabra walk into a bar. <laughs> and... Okay. Uh, Drew Money. Mayo greater than mustard on a hot stop. Dude, Nobody puts mayo on a hot dog. What are you doing? Uh, How dare you? Yes, yeah, seriously. Mayo on a hot dog? Uh, skinwalkers are evil witches. Got to steer clear of them. He has our full respect. Really? Okay. Um, is Skinwalker Ranch a weight loss program? <laughs> I understand that it is. <laughs> Matt Ritson. Matt. Stanford baseball coach ordered a hot dog order ranch on the side. I'd put ranch on a hot dog. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, MH5, treat yourself. Put some relish on your hot dog. Absolutely. absolutely. Super dog in Chicago. Best hot dog in the country. Philip Dolan, Jake is a nice guy, but we can see he's not a sub guy. What does that even mean? I have no idea. Yeah, what does that mean, dude? They're picking on for somebody. Uh, Philip Dolan, we don't have Jimmy John's in the Bay Area. I'd have... Uh, Jersey Mike's, if it wasn't, I've had Jersey Mike's. It wasn't that good. We have a regional sub place called Ike's. I know Ike's. <laughs> we used like, to live there. <laughs> Dude, um, it's like, yeah, it's a small little place called Ike's, you know. What's the the weed place in Arizona? Oh, uh, oh my God. There's a sandwich place oh in Arizona. I can't remember what it's Damn called. Damn it, dude. With a penner and a blunt. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my uh, God. Um, oh. oh, my God. I can't remember the name of that place. Oh my Chiba God. Hut. Chiba Hut. Chiba Hut. Chiba Better Hutt. than Ike's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Giggity says Chiba Hut. Thank you, sir. Yeah, dude. Chiba Hut is fire. Uh, Lopes fan gave Chiba Hut bros. Yes. Yeah, Chiba Hut is. is. Yes. And by the way, their, their uh, sugary snack section is also fire. Get lit. Uh, oh, Gil- oh! So let me get this right before you read his take. Gilstrap rolls in late and's like, "Oh yeah, I need to give my Pac-12 take." Hey, guess what? The Pac-12 was an hour ago. We're talking about Skinwalkers yeah, now. Yeah, it's not called the Gilstrap Show, you cock. Yeah. Boom. All right, out of here. Gilstrap. <laughs> Gilstrap, some thoughts. The pack is dead. Sorry, but Apple Plus won't save them. Second, yeah, agree, Monty. Big 12 is better than the Big 10. SEC is king. Finally, can we just call people with baseless rumors fart talkers? We can. Yes, we can. <laughs> 
Boom. Out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Out of here. Big Jack 512 weight loss program equals winner. (laughs) Yes. Tom says, uh, ye null dulish. Whatever. Yeah, I know. That is the, that is the, no, no, no. That is the Native American term for skinwalker. I, dude, I don't know that. Yeah. You yes, know. that is the Navajo. Gilstrap says, I watched your whole show, Jakey, two holes. <laughs> he has our full respect. Yeah, you do. My guy. John Dry, the skinwalker love to eat ch- uh, chihuahua dogs, or is it the chupacabra? Could be. Yeah, I'm confused. You know. Um, J- <laughs> Jeff Woodworth, <laughs> Gonzano says skinwalkers <laughs> next to the <laughs> 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 Truck stop Gumby. I thought people with baseless rumors were carnival barkers. They pretty much are. <laughs> um, Brady Cook, Moochies is good. Not bad. Not, not bad, bad. Not bad. Not bad. I would not say it's in the top five, but it's not bad. You know. Um, you know. Adam Solomini. Yo, Klyavka cleared it all up. There was a typo. They are closing in on a deal with Snapple. Oh. Y'all calculations. Dude, Snapple used to have a peach flavor that was... Mm. Mm-hmm. Dude, boner. Uh, uh, excuse me. What? The, uh, what? <laughs> what? Uh, Gilstrap. Damn. Am I the casual? Scock. And <laughs> uh, donuts. We'll take the quiche pack. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. Let's end the show and end the week talking about Taylor Swift. Not to be confused with a skinwalker. Different. That's different. But similar. Different, but similar. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Um, There's her fans and more fans. Here's my question. How much are you willing to pay for Taylor Swift tickets? (coughs) They're going for like thousands in Detroit last week. Or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, they paid $1,000 on average for the Taylor Swift tickets. Now, I like some of her music. Uh, that's cool. Like, I'm not paying $1,000 to go to her show. No. And people are paying thousands of dollars to go to her show. We did a short on it last week on the channel. And, like, this person quite literally called me a pedophile. <laughs> Said I'm old and I'm a pedophile for talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, what is wrong with Swifties? Swifty Nation. I don't understand this whole Taylor Swift thing. And you guys. When you say the whole Taylor Swift thing, what does that the mean? The fascination with Taylor Swift. And I know that Gilstrap is here and he is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Scock. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I know that, you know. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I think the fascination is that she relates to millennials fantastically well, which is why she is so incredibly famous because she came out right at the start uh, when we were kids and has just blown it up. And by the way, by the way, I do think that her issue with rights to her records and her music and that whole thing catapulted her forward. It didn't bring her down. Swifty Nation doubled down and was like, yep, we're going to rebuy all that music on Apple Music. We're going to re-listen. We're going to, re- like, they are that deep into the thing. Look, man, that's cool and everything. I don't get it. 
And maybe I should get it, and maybe I just don't. I mean, you can't tell me you don't listen to at least some of her music. I do some of her music, but yeah. I'm not the guy that's like, oh, man, I got to have it. I got to have it. Um, No, dude. I, I don't have to have it. I don't have to have it. Yeah. I'm not somebody who's like, oh. And this this thing with Taylor Swift, oh, she's so hot. No, well, okay. <laughs> she's been with, like, everybody. Yeah, she has. Like, I don't understand the fascination. Like, oh, man, dude, Taylor. Yeah, they don't want to talk about that, right? You know? Waves in opposition. Yeah, they, right? they're not trying to hear the waves in opposition. They're trying to hear her next song. I'm just not. Montio's a ribeye says Swifty Ranch. Seriously. Seriously. Swift walkers. Okay. Swifties are skinwalkers. <laughs> Hold on. You scroll down a little bit to uh, Salty's next comment. Keep going. We'll scroll right there. What, uh, what did he say? She's no graphic shaft, graphite shaft, Monty, but she'll do. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. The graphite oh, shaft, a difference maker. bro. Sam Lott, right on time. I'm taking Dame over Kyrie regardless of championships. Bro. And, and you can. Uh, <laughs> Lopes fan Gabe, I'm still waiting for TS to drop a song called Maybe I'm the Problem. Can you do something for me? Like, isn't that her, he what, like, what's that, hero song? Okay. I'm the problem. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Let me see. Let me see. I don't mind that song. I don't. It is called. Gilstrap says LMAO Swift Walkers. Truth. Uh, Tom says if someone wipes her up, her music career will end. So says the legends. Well, because she won't be able to write about how screwed over the last boyfriend did to her. Oh, he broke my heart, and I almost died. Yeah, I think it's called Antihero. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Mapes says, I don't mind some Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. Just not a lot of it. Good songwriter. I, I don't mind some Tay-Tay either. Does she um, write her music? I have no idea. Taylor Swift needs a few trips to Jack in the Box for some tacos. By the way. Yeah. By we the talk way. talk about that. Do, can we just, do, shouldn't we get like a golden ticket to the front of the line at Jack in the Box? Hey, uh, Taylor Swift does have a ghostwriter. Just saying. So Not sure. But like, hey. Yeah. Jack in the Box in Salt Lake City open and the line's like 10 years long. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. No, can't do it. John Dry, I thought Lizzo was the plus-size Taylor Swift. Oh, is she really? I didn't know that. CKS, I wouldn't know it if I heard it. What is, what is her songs exactly? John Dry, I don't know her music. I just heard her name. Gilstrap, Monty, you have the voice of, well, something, a skinwalker. A skinwalker. Mike Phillips, Antihero is the song. Yeah. Salty drunk, I'll pay you $1,000 not to ever sing again, Yeah, but again, here's Monty. the deal, dude. You said you'd send us a keg of 4X, and that hasn't shown up either, dude. Yeah, you're real reliable no on paying off those bets, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Speaking, of, no smoke. speaking of which, Monty owes a ribeye. I don't think Monty has a career in singing. <clears throat> I don't. No. MH5, T. Swift going to write a song about her breakup with old Jakey Tools. Hey. Ho-ho! <laughs> 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 you know. How's the dating life, Jake? Excellent. Yeah, dating life is good, man. Relationships good. Did some golf in a day. Things are good, man. She can golf, all right. Yeah, not too shabby. Just like the rest of us. Get so you just spent five million dollars on new oh, PXG clubs. Don't remind me, bro, dude. 
You just spent a million dollars on clubs. Thirty-one hundred bucks. So, I ask: Was it, you played them for the first time today? Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? Uh, yeah, I think it was worth it. Uh, I think it's hard to answer that question overall because you got to remember, I was coming from a three hundred dollars set of Amazon Strata clubs, which are not bad clubs. I hit the hell out of them, absolutely. Um, but I would be really interested to play the PXGs and that, or play like, let's say TaylorMades or another, you know, Payne Callaway, whatever, another brand's set on par with the set that I have just to see the difference and then look at the cost difference because PXG is expensive. There's no doubt, but I love hitting them. I mean, the driver, the graphite shaft, all jokes aside, makes a huge difference, huge difference. And I already have PXGs and I... You know, Jim Choi, Jake must be nice. You got to go. You got to look good to be a player. That's true. You know, it's true, man. I am. Tomorrow's an important day at Canyons, though, for me. Like I had a terrible round on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Shot a 96. Saturday, I shot an 83. Mm -hmm. Sunday, I shot an 81. Wednesday, I shot a 96. But I do think, you know, all all jokes aside, these two, the last two rounds, you lost a lot of strokes because you weren't comfortable with like the 52 yet, right? Yeah, I got a new, I got a couple of new wedges. I got a PXG 60 and a Volky 52. Yeah. And I spent hours last night working those two clubs mm-hmm. and today it made a huge difference yeah because i had a pitching wedge and a gap wedge which you might as well not have one at all yeah um and so now i can actually operate around the green so i'm excited about that yeah but clubs are expensive dude they are but there were you know what I, what i will say is it is worth it if you're gonna golf regularly if you're golfing you a couple times to. a week i i, I think that i I would say that you need to like if I was going to do it again and I didn't have and I could custom order a bag any way I'd want to, mm-hmm. I would go really premium top of the line wedges and then I would go probably 5 through 9 iron and then I would go driver and wood and then custom putter. That's probably what I would do. Jeff Wadsworth says Taylor Swift is a better man than you are. Well, that might be true, but, you know, there's no... I mean, I don't think we can definitively say she's not part of Skinwalker Nation. You know what I mean? Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Than you are. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. are. Salty Drunk says, are you pulling out the one wood this weekend, Jakey Two Holes? Mm, No. Driver. Jeff uh, Woods... Woodworth says, I have an illegal bag of 17 clubs. How do you fit 17 yeah, clubs? Yeah, that in was, a bag? you know, I'll be honest. That's the one thing I am disappointed about. I am disappointed in the bag I got. So I, I also have PXG clubs and I bought the $600 tour bag. Which, in my opinion, is well worth the money. Yes, it is. I think it is significantly nicer than their other offerings. And I would not buy the bag I got again. Absolutely not. But I got. See again, what you have to understand is we went through a rep, full bag promotion, saved, saved you know, probably five hundred bucks. Like, yeah, got the runaround, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'm probably going to switch to pings, pings or tailor mades, one of the two. Why? I'm a little disappointed in the durability of the 
driver in wood that I got from PXG. Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed in the durability of it. The paint, <clears throat> the there's a dent on my driver that really pissed me off because I don't think I did it. Because uh, now it's appeared on one of on my wood as well. Um, I mean, the rep for PXG is fantastic. Guy, a guy named Garrett is really a good rep at PXG. He is, he is absolutely. But they won't stand behind the product, and that really bothers me. And chatting with a ping rep um, on Twitter the other day, he's like, yeah, we would have just replaced the head, no questions asked. Yeah. That pisses me off. That pisses me off. Now, if you're asking me, hey, do the PXG clubs have way more pop than a $300 Stratus Oh, my God. It's not even close. Uh, and I would say that I was pretty pretty dialed in with my wedges on that basic set. And today I went out and played with the PXG wedges and airmailed a couple of greens. Yep. Swinging the same way I would have, which tells me, hey, like, and as usual, I mean, it's not surprising. Hey, you got to get used to your clubs. But... Like the driver, I, the driver. I know you're disappointed in durability. We'll see how mine holds up. I was really a big fan of it today. Big fan of the four wood I got. Like, yeah. I mean, I think they're really nice. And to be clear, one key difference: you got all graphite in your bag. Uh, I have steel shafted uh, irons, and then I have graphite shafted woods. Uh, and I really like uh, the feel of the irons. I do. But I should say today it was a pretty good round off the tee box. Not a good round overall, but. I didn't hit a lot of middle irons because I was hitting the hell out of the driver. So I was basically wedged the whole time. Yep. Salty uh, says, have the lessons helped, Monty? A little bit. A little bit. But And everybody rips me for this, but I'm self-taught. And I have some bad habits. And Darren up at Canyons, we played about five holes with him the other day. In those five holes, I learned more about my hips than I I have learned in the four months I've been playing. I'm a big believer after going through the lessons experience we've gone through. And again, the, the, it's not, you know, the guy that gives the lessons that we go to right now is not a bad guy. Good teacher, totally. But I do think that when you get into any kind of lesson situation, golf, driving, whatever, you have to get with an instructor that really understands you as a player. Res- that resonates that with you. Resonates that connects with, with you. Because yeah. Darren at Canyons, dude can, dude can really play. And he understands the power that is lost, like in the driver specifically, understands the power that's lost yeah. by having bad mechanics. Yep. Gilstrap. Uh, I've got a trip coming up in a few months to SLC. If I came to golf at Canyons, would you guys uh, go crazy uh, on some buckshot with me and race through 18 holes, happy Gilmore style? Probably not, but we could play at Canyons. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's four hours, dude. I mean, I, and, and I'm not joking. I mean, it's 18 at Canyons is four hours. Yeah. I love it. And it is a lovely yes. four hours. Uh, Jim Choi, stand bag man here. Yeah, I am not a legs on I, the bag guy. My biggest gripe, though, with this bag is that they chinsed on the the club slots inside the bag. That's what really bothered Because what I did was is I spent more money, $10 more a club, to get these really nice grips, which I love. They're fantastic. Same grips he has. But the problem is when you have really nice grips on your club that stick, putting them in the bag is a complete pain in the ass. That's the problem. And you have to be careful with it because you'll wreck them. And again, so, you know, it's like in his bag, you don't really face that problem. So at some point, um, I'll probably play these clubs for a long time. I would guess probably the next couple of years, you know, I would guess, unless something drastically changes. But I will get into 
a nicer bag. Or maybe if you sell your clubs, I'll get your bag or whatever we decide to do. Yeah. But I can't. I'm not a big fan of my bag right now. Uh, Salamini. Do bags ever leave the cart? No. But 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 when you're putting your clubs in and, and taking them out, putting them back, like it's painful. It is. Uh, Ron Nolan. I'm disappointed in the bag I got. That's what she said. Well, <laughs> Mrs. Monty can relate. Jim Joyce says PXG engineers came from Ping. Okay. Oh, did they? Uh, salty drunk. I'm hearing Mrs. Monty is disappointed with the wood also. <laughs> well, today is your anniversary of how many years? Hey, us small penis guys have work to do. I don't disagree. Uh, have you Can guys you measure it? use the app called 18 birdies? I have not. I have not. What is it? Brady cook. Uh, big Jack. I was kind of hoping we'd wrap the show today with aliens. No. John Dry says aliens. No. Matt Ritson says Mizuno golf clubs. Ooh, I love Mizuno. Yeah, their irons are top notch, man. The best golfers don't know how to count past four. It's exactly it's right. It's true, dude. And I and I kind of I had that realization when we were playing the back nine today. Like, yeah, I really haven't had a chance to hit like my seven iron or my eight iron today. And it's because when you drive well at this particular course, tomorrow I, I'm sure I will get plenty of eight iron action. Canyons requires you to drive well. It does. Because your second shot at Canyons is super important. All right, a couple more. John Dry wants to know who would win, Skinwalkers or Aliens? Uh, I'm going Skinwalkers, bro. Yeah, I think so. Salimini. John Daly's your golf coach. He is. Uh, Big Jack 512. Four out of five Aliens recommend graphite shafts. <laughs> so does your mom. Uh, John Dry laughs at that. Taylor Gilstrap. Fair. Jokes aside, I'll always take a good golf game. Any day on a quality dude, course. Dude, I will play with Seriously. you 100%, dude, or we will play with yeah. you 100%, man. Yep. Salty says, hey, later, later, guys, enjoy your weekend. You be well, my friend. You too, sir. Best coaches in any sports can work from how you already move and make small tweaks. Worst, try tearing down everything you do. Which is kind of what I feel like happened to you. I feel like, dude, yeah. just tried to work in a basic swing. And that didn't really... Because the problem is, and this is we talked about this. We had a long conversation. Hey, if you're going to take lessons, you have to leave the lesson with some type of thing to lean on in your next round. Like, okay, if I'm working on, you know, dropping my hands or if I'm working on rotating my shoulder more, whatever the item is, I have to have a way to to feel or replicate what you've taught me in the lesson on the course. Yeah. And it annoys me that you didn't. Taylor Gilstrap says, uh, but buckshots are still a must. They are. Facts. Lessons, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I will always say I am self, I'm a self-taught golfer with a little bit of help. That's it. MH5, old Jakey two holes out here. Cheeks slinging D, making T-Swift purr, yeah. LOL. Enjoy the that. dating life, man. Uh, man, my two-year just kicked me in the crotch and sneezed in my face, my two-year-old. Oh. Dude, our neighbor's baby showers tomorrow. Uh, John Dry, I think a skinwalker is a ghost of a shaman. Ooh. I ain't getting into that conversation, bro. Yeah, we good. Lee Jensen. What's up, Lee? Birdie 50% of the holes shoot 90% 90% in high-pressure basketball game. Birdie most of the holes. Yeah. If you birdie most of the holes, you will be a hundred millionaire. Yeah, I would agree. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best entry attorneys in the business, no doubt about it, are The Advocates... You guys, chat with an attorney 24-7, 365. I'm telling you, get in a car accident. Almost got hit by a motorcycle last night. Roads are not easy anywhere in this country. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Theadvocates.com. 
They never charge you a penny. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show until Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.